0: It's The Stansberry Show, Rock
1: 106.9. Welcome to The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Online at wrqk.com, getting ready to do New Tour Tuesday a little later this morning, 9 o'clock actually. You'll get new Britney Spears, you're getting new Ronnie Dunn, new Congos, and then uh, locally, Got It, Got It, Need It is the name of the band. Wait, what? Got It, Got It, Need It. I almost <laughs> skipped over them so I didn't have to say that. But got it, got it, need it is the name of the uh, name of the artist. Nomadic is the name of the song that they have sent in. Uh, I've checked them out on Twitter. I have not heard the song yet, but I've checked them out on Twitter. And like their banner photo, like stocked photo, is uh, is them playing Busman. So obviously, have played here locally. Now the bio lists them as out of Cleveland, Ohio. But I, uh, but they've at least played Busman, and that's a, maybe that's the only time they've ever played live. I don't know. Well, as long as they've been to Canton, Ohio, it's good enough for us, yeah. right? Yeah. Got it, got it, need it. Uh, we'll play those guys at the end of New Tour Tuesday. Also, coming up at 8 o'clock this morning. We normally do it on Monday, but we were out yesterday. We're going to talk to Scott from com. Get his take on what's happening with the Cavs. Browns. little OSU, obviously, over the weekend. That game uh, just just stuck in controversy, that OSU-Michigan game. Uh, so I won't talk to Scott about that. We'll talk to him at 8 o'clock this morning. Scott, on loan to us from WaitingForNextYear.com. Joined, as always, by Matt Fantone. How are
2: you? Uh, pretty good, man. A uh, little, uh, what do I want to say? A little case of the Mondays on a Tuesday. I woke up this morning for the first time in, what, five, six days, and I had to come to work. And I'm like, oh And then I said, dude, it's been like five days you can go to work. <laughs> right. But nonetheless, still... It was just like,
1: I don't want to see I'm different. Like by yesterday, I was like, uh, dude, enough. Get me back to work. Just enough. I've had you get me away from this five days. That's too long. I, I, I need to do shows. I just it's what I live for. It's the only thing that brings me happiness outside of golf. It's the only thing I do. Um, So I'm with you. Like I look to run for the door when we have short weeks. And then when we get there, I'm just like, what am I doing? I'm bored. I would just rather go to work. I just I honestly just just let me go to work. I'm, I'm very different that way. You get me out of here five days is too long. I, uh, I did not want to get out of bed this morning. No, <laughs> well, dude, waking up at 4 o'clock in the morning is never easy. It's never like, yeah, thank God I'm doing this. But like I said, I was sitting around my house yesterday, and I was like, I want to go to work tomorrow. And then I thought to myself, I'm like, yes, you do. What else are you going to do with your day? I'm right. right. What, am I, what, what am I going to do all day? I'm, I'd be extremely bored. Now, if you gave me all the money in the world, then yeah, you travel, you do all that stuff with this and that. But like people are like, oh, we shouldn't have to work. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't be good at the not working.
2: Yeah. I mean, just sitting around all day doing nothing would be absolutely terrible. Oh, it's but horrible. It, it, but you're right. I mean, if you had the money, if you had the resources, if you had the availability Completely different you, what ball you want. Game. What did you do over the holiday weekend? Give me some stories. So
1: let me see here. Uh, Wednesday night, I didn't do anything. I, uh, I know it's like the biggest drinking night of the year, and I was just so tired that I just didn't do anything. Honestly, I, I went to bed. Um, Wednesday around 3.30 in the afternoon. I was like, you know what? Just take a nap because you can. You don't have to wake up tomorrow. Just do it. And I didn't wake up till like 10 o'clock at night. And then I went back to bed around one thirty in the morning. And Thursday night I went over to a friend's house for, uh, for Thanksgiving, but late. So I didn't, you know what I mean? All day I just cooked for myself, which was awesome. And uh, just kind of hung out. Thursday night I went and saw some friends. Um, and then Friday night, we just kind of hung out. Saturday, we got really, 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 really drunk for, uh, Ohio State, Michigan. And then we ended up going out all that night. Um, and it was, it was a little, honestly, it was a little absurd. It was, it was, dude, it was too many beers. It was like low rent strip clubs on the west side of Cleveland. Jeez. Yeah. No, it was, it was, yeah, it was bad. I mean, it sounds to, bad.
2: Yeah. I mean. Sounds bad. It's making everybody uncomfortable right now. I mean, low rent strip clubs on the west side of Cleveland. <laughs> oh,
1: my God, dude. If you guys know Elyria at all, oh. the Brass Pole and, and Bugsy's, oh, my God, dude, we're, was in both. And uh, actually, I met a girl at Bugsy's. We actually exchanged digits. That, that might uh, that might be a thing. I don't yeah. remember. And
2: that thing uh, might be herpes, but who knows? Who
1: knows? It might be herpes. Might dude. Be. You never know. You never know. So, yeah, that that was pretty much it. Then Sunday... <laughs> Uh, I played a little golf and not well because I woke up Sunday morning and I actually threw up the next day. You ever get that drunk where (laughs) you're like, you know what, I'm going to throw up the next day? Yeah. Yeah, that happened on Sunday. Stansberry, a rough uh, rough weekend for you. Yeah, it was a rough one, man. My buddy always says, my buddy Marty always says, you either drink or you don't. And I don't really drink anymore, very rarely. You know what I mean? And by rarely, I mean like once a weekend. But like it's not that much. And so like when you push yourself like that, all day like that, Eventually, man, the body's just going to be like, rejection, nope, I don't want this out of me, and threw up the whole morning. The next morning, it was terrible.
2: Yeah, no wonder you sucked at golf, dude. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> it was say, bad. Can't say that's much of a shock there. How about you, buddy? What happened? Uh, lots of stuff over the course of the weekend. First of all, we'll start Wednesday. Wednesday night, I went to the Cavaliers game uh, with my dad, my brother, oh, and yeah. my brother's sons. Uh, it was awesome, number one, because the Cavs kicked ass. Number two, dude, Kevin Love went off. 34 yeah. points in the first quarter. It was absolutely amazing yeah, to watch live. The guy couldn't miss. It was it was just fantastic to see. Uh, Thursday, uh, nothing too eventful on Thanksgiving, just turkey and stuffing and all that stuff at you know at, at, at the girlfriend's family and my family and all that. Uh, Friday night, went over to the Canton Charge, the Civic Center, and uh, did some training. Uh, this Friday, oh, I, will, right. I will be making my official debut as the in-arena host for the Canton Charge this Friday, December 2nd. Pretty excited about that. And uh, Saturday night, dude, had an absolutely kick-ass time at Ohio Championship Wrestling. Uh, oh, yeah. Got to, uh, got to kind of be a part of that. Got to do some like, in-ring stuff. So that was really cool. Uh, the Stansbury Show audience, the faithful, showed up really well. A lot of Is people, that right? A lot of people making noise for me. A lot of people like, yeah, I love the show, dude, screaming it out Good. while I was in the ring and stuff. So, no, it was awesome. Uh, thanks to those dudes for, uh, for uh, letting me be a part of that show. Can't wait to be a part of the next one. And, and yeah, it was a kick-ass weekend, man. It really was.
1: Obviously, we're going to get into this uh, tragedy that happened at Ohio State yesterday. We'll, uh, we'll handle that around 7 o'clock. I want to go okay. back to the weekend before this had happened. And, you know, people have been asking me all weekend, what did you think about the Ohio State game? Right. So we're going to have to get into this a couple of times this morning as well. Like I said, at eight o'clock, we'll talk to Scott from winning for next dot com. We'll get his take on it. This is what I'm going to say about it. Obviously, I'm an Ohio State fan. I wanted them to win, but I can admit as a football fan watching that game, it was poorly officiated. It was poorly officiated. Now, going to the first down, everybody wants to know, did JT Barrett make it? Yes, absolutely. Mike Piera, the former NFL rules official, came out yesterday and said, dude, that's a first down. Doesn't care anybody says forward progress. He's pushed back, and that's why it looks like he didn't make it. Forward progress has it. Multiple NFL referees have, like, you know, previous NFL guys have looked at it and said that's a first down. So I'm going to go with that. That's a first down.
2: Yeah, I hate Ohio State. I genuinely do. They're my least favorite team of any team ever. And that was a first down. There's no.
1: But, but I will say that that game was poorly officiated, and then Michigan got hosed on calls. They did for sure. Um, They got hosed on calls.
2: Yeah, I I, I don't think, if you're looking at it objectively, if you're taking a step back and removing the... uh, The Ohio uh,
1: State homerism, the buck nut out of it. Right. You got to look at it as a football product, and it was poorly officiated. Now, I've said that now 15 times, because I'm going to say this, because I've given it to you, Michigan, I've given it to you that you were kind of hosed on calls a little bit. But if you go back to any game in the history of any sport, where a team got screwed by calls if you go back and you really look at the game it's not the calls that lost it it's not it helped but michigan played bad enough in the second half to lose that game they did
2: yeah you can't you can't deny that there were some shortcomings from them i uh i really thought it was not only a poorly officiated game, I thought it was. I mean, don't get me wrong, a very exciting game. Obviously, if you look at it from the from the rivalry perspective, but there was a part of me that's like, dude, are these really the number two and number three teams in college football making these many mistakes, being this sloppy, being even at times coached poor, this poorly?
1: Urban Meyer probably coached one of the worst games of his life. It was really a
2: head scratcher for
1: me. Some of the calls I watched Urban Meyer make, I was like, dude, that's that's not Urban Meyer esque. That's not that's not the arguably first or second best coach in the country. It, I agree. It didn't look that way. And I, I tweeted out immediately after the game's over. I was watching Ohio State fans. We want Bama! No, the hell you don't. No, you don't. Not if you play like that. You play like that, Bama's going to kill you. And I know it's... I Dude, I already got into this all weekend on Twitter. You know, we beat Bama last time we won the national championship, and then we went on to beat Oregon. Right. I think that Ohio State team was better than this one. And I said this to people I was watching the game with on Saturday. You know they were talking about. You know I I, I went into my whole hot take thing where it's like you guys, dude. If if Ohio State loses to Michigan, you can't go out there and talk about how how Ohio State sucks. They suck. They're the worst. They suck. And I told people at this party I was at, and this is true. Ohio State put five guys in the first round of the NFL draft last year, eleven overall, and were the second best team in the country. Any other football program puts five guys in the first round, eleven in the draft overall. And they're decimated. They're going to fall off a cliff. They're not going to be the second best team in the country. So slow down, even if they don't win the national championships this year, on the OSU sucks tweets. Just settle down. Because you don't know what the hell you're talking about. You're getting stuck in hyperbole. It's craziness. You're so goddamn spoiled with how good Ohio State football is. You're spoiled. That's the only other answer on that. That's the only answer to it. But... Michigan was the better team on Saturday. They look tougher than Ohio State. They do. They look, Their defense looks tougher than Ohio State. Now, their quarterback's not great, but JT Barrett played awfully on Saturday. That I mean, that's what we found out Saturday for sure, that JT Barrett is not a pro quarterback. That we found out for sure. I mean, he looked lost. Lost. Not for a pick six. Yeah. So, Michigan, you got hosed a little bit. But if you go back and look at it, Like any other game where the officials have come into it, if you really look at it, there was enough going on for you to lose the game. But I'm in no hurry to play Alabama. I'll tell you this, you're damn lucky we're not going to have to play USC. I think USC beats either one of them. That team came out of nowhere. You're not allowed to get better throughout the year in college football. Like They hold you down. Whatever happens early in the season, that's what you're stuck with. You're lucky we don't have to play USC. I think we get blown out. So But the officials didn't like cost Michigan the game. They lost, they were bad on some calls. It was poorly officiated. But they played bad enough in the second half to lose. I'm already being asked, was it the refs poor officiating that fumbled the ball on the one or threw a pick six? No, of course, like I said, they played bad enough to lose. But when you call Michigan for hooking, and then three minutes later it happens on the same sideline in front of the same ref on Ohio State, and they don't call it, there's 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 controversy there. I don't care what calls they make. I want them to be consistent throughout the game. They were not that that that's what I'll say. That game was not consistently officiated. I will say that. But we got the first down. We beat Michigan. We're gonna be in the playoff. And I trust that Urban Meyer will have his team ready to go. Like I said, they would beat Oregon. I trust he will have us ready to go. But I'm in no hurry to play Alabama. And I'm damn glad we don't have to play USC. That game would be tough. We have Ralphie May tickets. Ralphie's actually going to be on the program tomorrow at 9 o'clock. Uh, this morning at 9 o'clock is New Tour Tuesday, new Britney Spears, new Ronnie Dunn, new Congos, and then locally Got It, Got It, Need It makes their uh, debut on New Tour Tuesday. We'll be right back with more Sansbury Show.
0: Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9.
1: Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 1069. I've just heard uh, via Twitter from a listener that they're having problems with iHeartRadio uh, connecting to that. I don't know if that's a, like, a he and his phone connection issue. That's the only person I've heard uh, say that. So if you're having problems with iHeartRadio, let me know. We'll try to get somebody on that, try to get that fixed. Ask I'll-
2: for your money back.
1: Have they started their pay service yet? I know uh, they were kicking around the idea.
2: Uh, no, they have not, but you know, be on the lookout. iHeartRadio, always looking for ways to uh, you know take your listening to a new level. That's right. And they might be doing that after the new year.
1: I can't wait until they start charging people money for that and say that they don't have any money to give. us. I, dude, I'm looking forward to that. Oh, right. I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think about it. Oh, that. yeah. Once they start making money off of that, it's going to be like, well, what's your excuse to not pay us now? We're paying Seacrest too much money. <laughs> Is he still like the guy? Oh yeah,
2: he's still the guy, dude. Hell yeah, he is.
1: Oh, oh, I thought it was Elvis Duran. I kind of thought that was like the guy. I didn't know. I didn't know Seacrest was still like the dude.
2: Oh, dude, Seacrest makes way more than Elvis Duran does. End of the day, you got to think about all the stuff that he does for this company and for the for the show. He does a weekend show. Elvis Duran just does a morning show that's uh, got twelve producers on it. He really doesn't even do anything.
1: He doesn't really do anything, but he's nationally syndicated. So obviously, there's some money being made. We gotta get on a Delilah tip. What's wrong with us? She's got the best radio job in the world. What's on your heart today? She's got like her own like compound that she like lives in. I mean, dude, she's loaded that lady. Yeah, that would be
2: nice. Been through three divorces and is out there giving love advice. Like, oh, tell me about your boyfriend that cheats on
1: you. No, what she's gonna say, which is probably wrong, what she's gonna say is she's so dedicated to her work that a man can't handle that. And they eventually end up leaving her for that. Well, then be
2: an adult and stop bringing men into the mix, Delilah. Yeah, if you run a lot if of you,
1: best you, of every once in a while, go down on your husband.
2: Yeah, if you realize that you're having this problem, it's up to you to fix it, Delilah. How
1: hard could that be? What's on your
2: heart, Delilah? I like
1: Delilah. I like her. I'll tell you what. I like her better than I like John Tesh. Like my my friend Heather likes the John Tesh show, and I'm just like I don't get him at all. I don't get him at all. I, the thing I I respect about John
2: Tesh um, he sounds
1: robotic, uh, no, very robotic, and uh, much. I mean, li- you can tell he's reading. Like a producer put that show together, ba- just read it, John. No, John, like, here's the
2: three ways that you can like, save money at the gas pump, and he's like, okay, here is the three ways you can save money. I mean, he's the worst the gas pump. Yes. Here's the intelligence for your life. For your life. And dude, whatever. I'm not gonna hate on him at all, man. He uh he uh he has he has made a career out of being pretty pretty untalented for the past like four decades and, and hats off to him for it.
1: Inspiring, really. Yeah. I mean honestly. <laughs> when you when you think about it, it's inspiring. So, a woman in Maryland lost her home over the weekend, okay. and uh, this is a little bit your bad. This is like, the, this, that's why I don't feel totally bad for her because she like made a mistake.
2: Okay. I still, I, I, just, I don't know what the story is, but I feel bad for her because she lost her home. I, nah. It's got to be terrible.
1: Nah, you got to be able to think things through. She okay. lost something underneath the couch. Okay. So, obviously, it's dark under there. Everybody's lost something under the couch. Like, damn. That Where that went? Where's the shoe?
2: My couch is terrible about consuming my phone. I don't know what it is about my underneath couch. It? Well, like, in, in there's, the there's a little, like, crack there between the two, like, the three seats. There's a little crack in between yeah, each other. Yeah, yeah. It's a recliner couch. And it just, I feel like every day, at least once a day, my phone will, like, fall out of my lap and, like, fall through that little thing. And then all of a sudden, it's underneath the couch, and I'm son of a bitching it. <laughs> and I'm reaching my arm under there, and there's dust flying everywhere. And, but my, my, my couch sucks about that. It really
1: does. My couch is like a virgin. It's very tight. It's like, so you can't – there's not a lot of uh, ways to lose things in it because it doesn't move a lot. And actually, it sits directly on the floor. There's no, like, underneath the couch. Okay. So, I, so it's hard for me to lose things in and around my couch. But this woman lost something underneath her couch in Maryland, and she was looking for it. And she couldn't see underneath the couch. So instead of using her cell phone and, you know, the light on your cell phone or like the flashlight app that comes standard on your cell phone, she took the big lighter, lit it underneath there, set the couch on fire. Next thing you know, the entire mobile home, gone. $20,000 mobile home, gone. See, you hear Maryland, you don't think trailer park. Ah.
2: You don't. You said mobile home there, and all of a sudden, the whole picture kind of comes. Together. Got real clear, like, right? Okay, now I see what Got happened. Got
1: real there. clear. Probably her breath, just full of bush light and Kamchatka vodka, just underneath that that flame. Next thing you know, couch on fire. Who doesn't use the cell phone for, to, to illuminate things in the dark
2: now? She probably doesn't have, like, a smartphone. You know what I'm saying? You're living in a trailer park. Even a flip
1: phone, if you open it, will have enough light underneath a couch. Uh, maybe enough light. Maybe enough light. Maybe not enough. We're going to argue cell phone doesn't have enough light when we're using a big lighter for it.
2: Well, I mean, listen, I'm not saying it's any better. I'm just saying that, like... It, well, that's my point, is that,
1: it, that if you were looking... I, I could get it if you were, like... It's not a headlight. You know what I mean? Like, a, 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 a lighter is only going to give you as much light as the cell phone is. Cell phone would give you more light, my guess would be. And everybody's got a smartphone these days. My mom, had, dude, my mom's mm-hmm. 70, got a smartphone. It took us forever to get her one. Like, she was very hesitant to, to give up the flip phone with the big buttons on it. She was very hesitant to give that thing up. But we got her on the smartphone now. I mean, didn't Obama give everybody a phone? Didn't that happen? All I heard for two years was Obama phone, Obama phone, Obama phone.
2: Sixty-five percent of U.S. adults have a smartphone. That's a lot. No, I mean you know it's over half, but thirty-five percent of U.S. adults do not. And I'm going to make the assumption that this woman living in her mobile home, she didn't
1: have a smartphone. See, I think that's—I think that dude—that's you looking down your nose at at, uh, at trailer park people.
2: I'm making the assumption that people in a uh, in a in a less well-off financial state aren't going to be able to buy things that are more technologically advanced. I don't know if that's me looking down my nose.
1: Pretty easy to get a smartphone. Sign up at Sprint; they'll give you one free. I'm guessing they all do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Switch from where you're currently doing it. Get ripped off by us for hundreds of dollars and we'll give you a new phone. That's I mean that's every cell phone commercial ever. I can't believe it. Just using a big lighter, trying to light your way through the world. Just dumb. Well, That's <laughs> dumb. I, I Honestly, you get what you deserve at some point.
2: Where is the reaction time on this? Like, okay, so you accidentally, like, get the, the, the couch, you know, underneath there. It's, it's, it gets lit. I mean, dude, where were you on, like, hey, I better stop this. I better throw some water on that. I better do something about this. How did the whole house burn down?
1: They say it took 30 firefighters 15 minutes to get it under control. How did the whole trailer
2: burn down, I guess is what I should say. And, dude, it took that many firefighters to put out one trailer?
1: I don't know, dude. I don't think it would take Canton Fire Department that money. Those guys are always practicing right across the street from my house. They seem to be on it. I don't think those dudes would let a trailer go up in flames. I don't think it would take them 15 minutes, 30 of them, to get it under control. Well, you got
2: to think with a trailer, there's all that wood paneling on the walls. Every trailer ever has that wood paneling on
1: the walls. That's true. That lights up quick, I would assume. That seventy shag carpet, too. (laughs) You know, that carpet you could mow. terrible. Coming up this Friday, it's Long Haul Against Hunger. We'll be at the Giant Eagle up on the Strip. We start broadcasting at 6 a.m. in the morning. We broadcast until 7 o'clock that night, taking food and cash donations to benefit the uh, Akron-Canton Regional Food Bank. And uh, Long Haul Against Hunger, this is our third year as a show doing it, yeah, nice. and uh, like I said, we'll be at the Giant Eagle up on the Strip this Friday morning starting at 6. I have taken more messages now. Uh, Mary uh, tweets in and says, I second uh, the problems with, with the iHeartRadio app and to switch back to the radio to listen to you guys. Okay. I will uh, I will reach out to somebody via the company and find out if we can get iHeartRadio turned around, figure out what's going on with that, and be right back with more Sansbury Show. Hang on. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. If you're a texting and driving person, you may want to think twice about it. Check out WRQK.com. There's a video up there about how cops are going to start combating that. It's very interesting. And if you're a texting and driving person, what kind of person are you? A
2: bad one. There are are advertising campaigns telling you to stop. What are you doing? You're like, no, dude, I'm going to keep doing it.
1: Come on now. Yeah, there's a video online of how the cops are going to catch you. It's very interesting. You should check that out, wrqk.com. You know, we were out of the office for about five days or whatever it is, so I was trying to get caught up on some messaging and some emails and the like. James yeah. writes in and says, Stansbury, you lazy schmuck with your five-day weekend. I'm kidding. I love you guys. You remind me of my favorite morning show in San Diego. I'm from there, but I've lived in Akron for the last two years. You guys are the best. By the way, Westworld is getting much, much better. Any thoughts on that? Well, I'll go back to San Diego there. I hope if he's talking about Mikey in San Diego, that's a huge compliment, James. Mikey's a really talented guy. like him a lot. So I'll, uh, you know, I appreciate that. And Westworld, yeah, I did. I gave up on it early. It just started to bore the living hell out of me. And I hate saying that because uh, locally here, Bruno Gunn from Canton, Ohio, in the program. But it just got to the point where I found it to be just really boring. And now this is like the 10th guy who's said to me, man, the show's starting to get good, starting to get good. So, I don't know, maybe I'll go back and pick it up and start watching it again and see if I can find out what everybody's loving about it.
2: Anytime you get into these... Hour long drama, you know, HBO style of shows, there are going to be boring points, dude. Even in like the best of them, even in like the dude, no, you have to watch The Walking Dead. It's like, oh my God, do but the I have height to of watch Dexter, this? there was boring episodes, right, yeah, right. And all of those yeah. shows and all of those, you know, those cult shows that you have to watch, everyone's like, what the hell's wrong with you? And I always go back to. You know, you take an idea, which you know was a movie to start with in Westworld. And then see, I didn't like, even
1: know that when I started watching it. You're gonna
2: spread that across multiple seasons, and within all those seasons, there's ten to twelve episodes per season. And it's like, well, dude, of course, crap's gonna get watered down. A movie's two hours long. One season is twelve plus hours long. Right. Like you're just there's gonna have to
1: be you're going some, really deep into character development.
2: Right. And there's gonna be some points where it's just like, dude, I don't even
1: care about this anymore. <laughs> I what am I even What am I even doing? And thank God for cell phones for that. Sit there and text away. Absolutely, dude. That's what I... That's half the time when I'm using my phone is while I'm sitting there pretending to like a television show. Oh, it's so good except I didn't pay attention to over 30 minutes of it. (laughs) I haven't looked at the screen in 25 minutes. This movie's great. Let me tweet about this really quick. Okay, I guess. So also while getting caught up with my email this morning is I got this from the boss. And I don't know if you saw this, but you're on it. So I don't know if you've read your email yet or not. Okay. But it says... And every radio cluster has this. Like, as soon as the weather breaks or as soon as get, we start getting close to Christmas, somebody flips to Christmas music. Uh, okay? okay? And we have a radio station here, My1017, that has done that. And that's smart. Of course you should do it. Right? There are people out there that love the holiday season. And if you can get them glued to the radio while listening to Christmas music, that's smart. I totally understand it. Not knocking the idea of it. No, and I mean... I've always been a little curious why programmers run up and down the hallway trying to figure out when to do do it. When do we do it? When do we do it? When do we do it? It seems to me like there's two options. Either you flip it Black Friday and do it Black Friday, or you do it December 1st. I don't know why there's any more other options than that, but what the hell do I know?
2: I guess Christmas, you know, uh, Christmas festivities, there's a lot of room for music in those. You're wrapping presents, you, you want to hear something, you've got your hands occupied. So radio is a really good medium for Christmas style yes. things. Also, uh, you know, obviously businesses for, can turn it on and let it go. for advertisers, it makes all the sense in the world. You're sitting there wrapping presents and you're thinking to yourself, oh, I got to buy something else for Samantha and Coles. Macy's. Yeah, Coles is like, hey, there's a deal going on. Save 70% off everything. So I get it. I do. I mean I understand why, you know, my 1017 has to has to make the make the
1: switch. So apparently the boss man wants our help to get the word out about Christmas music on my 1017. Okay. Now I'm reminding everybody of that so when I get yelled at later today about what I'm doing right now, I'm going to be like, "Well, dude, didn't you want us to tell people that Christmas music was on my 1017?" That's where okay. Because there's now a contest in the building, Phantom. For all of us to create a promo that should run on our radio station. So like we're going to create a promo that'll run on Rock 1069 telling people to turn off Rock 1069 and then go to My 1017 to hear Christmas music. Okay. So apparently we have Okay. Apparently we have to have an MB an MP3 to him. By Friday, December the 2nd, close of business COB. C-O-B. He says to be eligible for the $50 gift card.
2: A boss man so busy, he can't even type out
1: close a business. CLB, idiots. (sighs) I Like I said, I get it. I totally understand it. It is a little frustrating for me, and it's a little head scratching for me whenever the company thinks it's a good idea to tell people to turn what they're listening to off to go to something else. That seems very strange to me, but you know what I mean? This is a multi-billion dollar company. They didn't build that on being dumb. No, uh, you know not. what I mean? Obviously, they know more about this than I do, and then I'm making this a little bit of a local problem for me. And truthfully, what it really is, is I don't want to have to record a Christmas music promo. I'm not the Christmas music guy. No. I hate Christmas music. I think everybody knows that I hate Christmas music. At least,
2: now I understand, you know, most people are going to listen to multiple things. You don't just listen to rock music. You know, sure. later later today, right. we'll talk about this when we do New Turn Tuesday. People listen to
1: country music. They listen to pop.
2: Listen, I'm, I listen to everything. Listen to all that. So I think there's some guys out there who probably... Would go from listening to a rock radio station to, all right, hey.
1: It's, there has to be. It's just not the first thing you think of. You right, know what I mean? But right. But there has to be those guys.
2: Right. And I mean, well, because you got to remember, you know, well, yeah, you're listening to the Stansbury Show while you're driving into work, but when you go pick the kids up later today and it's starting to snow a little bit, you need to have a little bit of Santa. I understand that. But I, I, I don't understand why would you have Stansberry be the guy to do that? Hey, Stansberry, I hate Christmas. I don't even believe in Jesus. I don't even do... Christmas kind of sucks, actually. I hate my family. I hate your family. I'm just not going to masturbate on Christmas. Here's Nat King Cole. Well, that's going to be terrible. That's, that's going to be awful, bro.
1: Dude, I'm with you. I don't, I don't know why I'm doing that. I don't know why we're doing that. So I guess what I want to know is, is it possible to opt out of the contest? Although he's gonna be super mad, right? Yeah, he's gonna be pissed at you. I don't want that. There's some I don't want that. There's sometimes
2: we can pull the Hey Pantone, just do two of these. <laughs> just just you do
1: you do <laughs> I it do twice. I do that a lot.
2: You do it twice. I do that
1: a lot. Pantone, do you just you just do that. Put my name on it. Put my name on it, and he's I never going to know. I am totally the, just let me sign the card guy. Phantom buys the present. Do you go do the shopping. Just let me sign the card. I'm t- I'm totally signing the card guy.
2: I don't think that's going to work this time, though. I think the boss man is expecting a... Uh...
1: Well, luckily I have to close a business on Friday <laughs> to
0: get
1: it done. I will say this about My 1017 and the Christmas music. As a guy who's just told you for 10 minutes how he doesn't like it, they totally got me on my way home the other day. Which song? So I was driving home and there's a Christmas song that totally gets me. And every time I hear it, I have to I listen to it and I sing it in my car. I, dude, it happened twice this weekend with the same song. And My 1017 got me those sneaky Christmas bastards. Was it Wizards in Winter? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. It was not Wizards and Jesus. Although, again, as a guy who doesn't like TSO and a guy who doesn't like Christmas music, Rock 106.9 should be peppering that stuff in like two, three, four times a day, though. Right now, for sure we should. Absolutely. See, again, I know what the right thing to do is. Just because I don't like it doesn't mean nobody else likes it. What was the Christmas song that got you? Dude, the one that gets me all the time. And I'm pretty sure I have the artist right. Is it All I Want for Christmas Is You by Mariah Carey? Yeah. I, dude, a classic. I love that song. I can't help it. I don't know what it is. It's well, here's what it is. Mariah Carey, world class vocalist. I mean, she can sing for sure. Always could
2: sing. This is one of those songs that uh, most modern Christmas songs are terrible. You decide, hey, you know what we're going to do is we're going to write some new Christmas songs. It's going to be bad. But this one really, I mean, this one, the sync one, and it's probably it of recent memory that like, no, this one makes the all time Christmas list, dude.
1: Yeah, no, like I know like a lot of those country guys will cover the classics, but that's yeah. a classic song. You yeah. know what I mean? But like, yeah, you're right. As like a newer song. I love this song. I don't know what it is. Because like I said, most Christmas music makes me want to pull my hair out. But Mariah Carey can sing. Too did to buy 1017. All day. Non-stop Christmas hits. It's my job to tell you that. <laughs> On Rock 106.9, you listen to my 1017 so I can get a $50 gift card. That's what I want. I want the ratings of Rock 106.9 to go down so I get $50 in Applebee's. <laughs> what? what kind of system is that? <laughs> See, how good is Mariah Carey? <laughs> yeah, all she wants for Christmas is me. Damn right. All right. We do have a pair of Ralphie May tickets. Ralphie is going to be on the program actually tomorrow. He'll be at the Hard Rock Roxino December 3rd. We'll get you into Ralphie's show a little later. We'll talk to Scott from Winnie for next Year.com at 8 o'clock. And 9 o'clock is New Turd Tuesday. And we will dive into the tragedy at Ohio State next on The Stansbury Show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. 8 o'clock, we'll talk to Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com. 9 o'clock, we'll do New Tutor Tuesday, new Britney Spears, Slumber Party is the name of that song. Ronnie Dunn, Damn Drunk. And then the Congos have a new song out, The World Would Run Better. And then locally, the name of the band, Got It, Got It, Need It. The name of their song is Nomadic. Got It, Got It, Need It. Yeah. Interested to hear that. We'll do that for you at 9. And still to come, a pair of tickets check out Ralphie May, December 3rd. Uh, Roxino there. Ralphie going to be on the program tomorrow around 9 a.m. Is he
2: still fat? Didn't he lose a bunch of weight and then put a bunch of weight back on and Jonah it and then he was fat and then he wasn't fat and Like then he got every, Like every
1: fat person ever. Poor fat people. It sucks, huh? I'm just going to drink Slim Fast and I'll lose 20 pounds and then I'll go through the drive-thru, eat twice and gain it all right back. Yeah. Probably. I don't know. I don't know Ralphie's timeline. I'll be honest with you, dude. The once upon a time, and I'm not gonna get into this with him again tomorrow, because he probably won't remember. But Ralphie and I had beef on a radio program once before. Like we went at it. And ever since I you ever you ever kind of have that where you just like you have an interaction with somebody and it's like forever, it's kind of like eh, from there on out. That's kind of where I'm at with Ralphie. Just a personal thing. It's and I'm making too big of a deal out of it. So win your tickets coming up next. You know what I mean? <laughs> He's a funny dude. It's just, you know, I've always kind of carried that with me since that. Since that day, I probably should let it go, but I have a hard time doing that sometimes. By now, you've heard of the tragedy that happened yesterday on the campus of Ohio State University, which I did not know this uh, until yesterday. Maybe I did. Maybe I just forgot that Ohio State is the third largest campus in the country. Huge. I I mean, I knew it was a big campus. I knew it was bigger than a lot. I didn't know we were. I didn't know Ohio State had the third largest campus in the country. I didn't know that. So, uh, you know, that was an interesting find for me yesterday. Um, I'm sure you've heard by now. Um, yeah, dude, 1,764 acres is Ohio State's campus. It's big. That's big. That's it's monstrous. Really big. So by now you know that Abdul Artan, and I hope I'm saying that name properly, had uh, driven his car into a group of people and then got out with like a butcher knife, started stabbing people. I think it was 11 people total taken to the hospital um, and one critically. And then, uh, you know, the police... A policeman had shot him, and he's just now deceased. Which, again, and and I don't mean to like harp on people too bad, but it seems very strange to me. Like when I heard, when I turn on the news, and they're like, "Suspect dead," and I'm like, "There's not a softer thing there." I, you know,
2: I I don't know. Just seems always seems strange to me when you're talking about the suspect. You know what I mean? Like, don't be you, soft, maybe. When you when you're talking about a victim, that's one thing. But when you're talking about the suspect, okay. I guess you know, maybe right. maybe you don't pull the punches so much there.
1: That's fair. So they got it all taken care of and pretty quickly, like they lifted the lockdown at Ohio State. I think it was like under two hours and they were already letting people back out of buildings and stuff, which again, for a campus that big, that large, I was surprised. That's, that's good action there by, uh, by local law enforcement. They were able to get in there and get that all, you know, handled, you know, and thank God. Thank God for that. So now, obviously, almost a day removed from this, more and more information starts to come out. And it turns out, I've been told, and multiple news report, news outlets are reporting, and I hope I can trust them, that says that he is a Somali refugee, but was a citizen here. And he had passed all the background checks. He was living here legally. He was allowed to be here, obviously. And uh, you know he was a student at Ohio State, from what I understand. Right. Okay. Now, I know what America's going to do. They're going to hear Somali refugee and say, see, no more. Absolutely no more. Shut it down. That's what, that's what the reaction's going to be. All right? Now, apparently, the cops are looking into an anti-US. rant posted on Facebook just minutes before the attack. Now they believe this is to be linked to Abdul Artan. And three minutes before the beginning of the rampage, the post reads, "I can't take it anymore. I can't take it anymore, America. Stop interfering with other countries." especially the Muslim Ummah. I hope I'm saying that properly. We are not weak. We are not weak. Remember that. He also invokes the name of a radical American-born Al-Qaeda cleric, uh, describing him as a hero. Uh, This man was killed in 2011, but his propaganda has been linked to several domestic terrorist attacks in the years after his death. He goes on to say, if you want us Muslims to stop carrying lone wolf attacks, then make peace. We will not let you sleep unless you give peace to the Muslims. Now, apparently, uh, that post was on a page that uh, that has been since been disabled. Obviously, they're gonna you know take it down. They're gonna look at it. They're gonna figure out what was happening here. But this is gonna send everybody off in a fervor now. This is everybody's gonna you know lose their mind, and we're gonna get caught up in the Muslim thing now.
2: Um, I, I don't necessarily know if it's going to have much traction in the sense of nobody died. And I know that sounds very like, oh my God, I can't believe you just said, but nobody died and we will quickly lose fascination with it. And if it wasn't Ohio state, if it wasn't in our own state, I bet you in other parts of the country right now, this is a non story.
1: Oh, I don't know. I mean, multiple people were hitting me up yesterday from other states like, yo, dude, are you safe? What's happening? Are you OK? You're not near that, right? Like it hit. I mean, this was national news.
2: Well, oh, I mean, it's certainly national news. I'm just saying in like the big picture, I don't think this has much track
1: in four days. Will it be national news for the rest of the country? No, we will still be dealing with it because, it, again, yes, you're right. It, it's Ohio State. I hope you're right. May I hope I'm wrong. But this seemed to me like another one of these things now where we were going to be out there for months on end talking about Muslims and talking about refugees and what do we do and do we lock it down and and we do all that. And I understand why people, when in the moment, when something happens, why they go, ugh, no more. I do. I get it. Not that you're right, but I understand that reaction. I totally get it. I hope you're right, Fantone. I never thought about it like that. I just went, "Oh my god, you got a you, you got a guy, you got a Muslim guy, and that's it's a it's a misunderstood religion by a lot of people." And you so so you throw that in there, and you throw this post in there, and this is, I mean, this is people's greatest fear.
2: If you threw a dead body in there, I think you'd, have, you'd be 100% right. But the fact that all these people lived, and, and, and thank God that they did, like, I'm not, you know, but if, if, there was, if there was dead bodies, it would be a different story. But they're all alive, wow. and until, you know, it's just not
1: as... We are that nation. I hate to say that, but we are the... Well, nobody died. Nobody died. It's okay. We are that nation. You were going to see this out of somebody because people just don't have class anymore. But uh, a guy by the name of Cameron Jacob on Twitter, and his handle is at these nuts 365, because that's Twitter for you, says Ohio State University cheats during the Michigan game. Campus gets shot up the following school day. Karma or nah? Wow. Now I've said this about other. I remember I said this about the Indians when when, when our fan punched that dude from you know uh, from Chicago or whatever. And I said pretending any one fan base is classier than the next is insane. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's insane. Somebody from Ohio would have done that. Would have tweeted this about Michigan too. This would have happened the other way. It's just people are just classless. They're just they don't get it. But to bring a football rivalry into a, a into a match tragedy situation or our potential mass tragedy situation however you want to classify this what happened yesterday is terrible
2: i think worth noting on that is um uh, the official michigan athletics uh twitter yeah. account tweeted out like uh fuck guys with, were
1: with you Buckeyes yeah. guys
2: were with you or something like that which you know i guess if, if if there's a counter to that there's at least that on that side
1: yeah and i and i again i think that's one of those things where you're kind of that's easy Right, if you're the Michigan Twitter thing, it's like okay, there's nothing lost here, everything to gain here. So I mean, it's kind of easy, but it was the right move. It's the right classy move to say. I know Indiana University said the same thing. I, you know, I saw their tweet yesterday. It's like you know, more than rivals, there are Big Ten brethren, and we stand with you and all that. It's the right move. It's the right thing to do. It's just man, when you read tweets like that, it's like who can look at a situation like that and make it about Saturday football? Like I just don't get that. But again, we're talking about a college kid, eighteen, nineteen, versus a forty-year-old man like me. So I just I know better. Yeah, but I mean, dude, let's not act like forty-year-old men weren't
2: going to make the exact same th- exact same college. No, there's dumbasses you know, out there eight, who were going to do that ages. for
1: sure. I'm just saying that's why I wouldn't. Why I don't think I wouldn't do it because I'm a grown up and I'm like, no, you can't do. You got to think better than that you got to gotta be better than that. You know who ended up being a lot better than that and who has a much stronger character and a football player and, honestly, one that I think you could probably tell your kids, yeah, you know what? You can look up to that guy, and he's a Cleveland Brown. We'll get into that next on The Sandsbury. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Ray Show on Rock 106.9, online at WRQK.com, where you can see this video, and I got to tell you, we maybe should have just put this one in for New Tour Tuesday coming up at 9 o'clock, is a pair of attorneys have written a song about not eating your weed. And check that video out.
2: People always get in that desperate situation when they get pulled over by the cops, they got a bag of dope on them, and they're like, dude, I'll just eat it. And you're putting yourself in a much worse situation once you start destroying evidence.
1: Yo, yeah!
2: Oh, I'm just gonna eat it.
1: It's like throwing something out of the window of the car. Not a good move. No, not a good move. It's gonna bust you. So, a couple of uh, attorneys have recorded a a "Don't Eat Your Weeds" (laughs) song. I just tweeted it out at Sand'sbury shows. How you follow me on Twitter, and it's online for you at wrqk.com. Talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com at eight o'clock. But before we do, I wanted to get into this Terrell Pryor story. Okay. We all know Terrell Pryor, pretty much the one bright spot this year of the Cleveland Browns. Everything else has been a dumpster fire. Uh, they fell to 0 and 12 over Correct. the weekend. Correct. 0 12 over the weekend. I know Hugh Jackson said yesterday, "Look, he's had in-depth conversations with the Haslam's. He says he's not going anywhere. Um, says he's dedicated to turning this around. Says he doesn't want to feel. Like, he says he's not going to feel like this next year. And uh, he had, you know, all the right coaching things to say yesterday." Now, it doesn't look good. Product doesn't look good. Fantone feels like the seat's hotter than people want to want to admit that it is. At the very least, it should be. And I'm not saying the guy should get fired, but if that seat's
2: not hot, it, it, then he's not being held accountable for anything. Then you, you have to make that seat hotter.
1: Don't we? I mean, aren't there years in the league where you just kind of know? It's like where we're t- we're a team knows, like, look, it's the first year. We're not going to be good. And like, if we make the seat hot, then we're overreacting.
2: Uh, to say that you know that the team's not going to be good is one thing to go, oh. 12s are completely different. You're looking for some sort of improvement. You're looking for some sort of execution of your plan. And if there was, you know, hey, you guys are losing tough games, but you're in them, or I can't believe well, you they got hard. out of this. Well, dude, but you have no results. You can, you can play I mean, hard. They've, they've you, been in games. You, you can try as hard as you want to until you start having results, dude. I, 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 I don't... It, dude, it's a pass-fail league. And right now, the organization as a whole, from the top to the bottom, including the head coach, and you want to talk about the buck stops here... Well, here it is. You're 0-12, dude. That seat better be hot.
1: I'm more on the, I think Sashi Brown's seat should be hotter than Hugh Jackson's. That's just me. That's the guy giving you the ingredients to which you should cook the meal. Like, so... And we all kind of admit that the ingredients out there Aren't very good
2: I will agree that the ingredients aren't very good But the product is still burnt And that's the cook's job to to take that burger off the My thing is
1: that if one seat's hot They better both be that way That's kind of my take I have issues with Sashi Brown Now maybe his plan's going to take a few years to develop I've said that, who knows Doesn't look good right now And Terrell Pryor's like the one Like bright spot And apparently he was being guarded on Sunday by the Giants' corner. Is this guy's last name Jenkins? I don't know. It's at J. Ken's Lockdown on Twitter. Mr. Clamps 2.0. I have no idea what any of that means. But he tweets at Terrell Pryor and says, You an S-eater to me. You really sucks, hashtag, and then there's nothing. Which seems weird for a professional athlete to do to another athlete. That that just seems weird. That once the game's over, and once you've got the helmets off, and you've taken a shower, and you've had 15 minutes to settle down to about whatever it is, that I, I just... Why would you do that? Well, if there was
2: something bigger than like, hey, you suck... You know what I mean? Like, if there was an, an, an actual, like, an altercation out on the field and maybe you're still hot about that, right. but this is just a, dude, you suck. It's, it's a little strange.
1: Terrell Pryor tweets back at the guy then, says, you're a great corner, solid defender. You played a solid game. God bless. Good luck the rest of the year. And then he, you know, tweets at somebody else. He says, he's a great corner. He's worth every dime because he was paid a ton of money. I guess this guy's problem was, is that Terrell Pryor caught the ball in zone coverage. Well, you can't blame Terrell Pryor for that. He's got to catch the ball when it can be thrown to him, and you gave him an opening, and he caught the ball. Now, maybe I will say that maybe Terrell Pryor just looks really good to us because the rest of it looks so bad, and maybe to the rest of the league, maybe Terrell Pryor's not that good. Yeah. Yeah. I I think there's a possibility of that. I said that years ago about Josh Cribbs too. And everybody like made like got mad at me. and Wanted to hang me up in town square over the fact that I was like, "Why are you going to pay Josh Cribbs all this money? For what? What good is a return man that gets you to the 40 when the offense can't get you to the 50? Why the hell are we giving Josh Cribbs all this money?" And people freaked out at it. But I think there might be a possibility of that with Terrell Pryor too. Now, I think it's impressive when you see a guy change the position twice or whatever it is, work really hard at it. And he is a bright spot. So I don't know if I could go so far as to say he sucks. No, I think he looks better to us than he does to a lot of other people. But you know what? You know what flies in the face of that argument, though, Fantone, is that everybody knows every other defensive coordinator knows that that's our only playmaker. Really? He's our only wide receiver threat, and yet he still makes plays every week. So there's something to be said there when they know you're the guy to lock down and you still make plays. That's impressive. Probably a little bit if we don't
2: need to game plan around him. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't he's not going to be good enough to beat us on his own. So if he gets his, that's okay. It's not that Just big of a sure deal. Just make sure
1: nobody else gets on top of that. Yeah, that might happen. You think they're going to pay him? Like, the Browns are going to pay him, right? Uh, I guess. I, I,
2: I don't see that being a, a huge uh, asset for the Browns. Honestly, if I was playing those cards, I wouldn't take him off the table, But especially before paying him. If somebody else wants to come in over top and, and, and try to offer you something crazy for him, I, I don't think Terrell Pryor is that
1: important to the future of the franchise. Wow. A lot of Browns fans think he's the only thing. Like I was hearing that on Sunday. Send the rest of the team down the river. Just make sure we keep Terrell Pryor. You're not in that camp at all. No, 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 no. Is he the is he the is he the highlight of the
2: season? Is he yes. the bright spot of the season? Of course, but that doesn't it's necessarily not a whole lot. Right. That doesn't necessarily mean that like, oh, dude, we've got to make sure that he's a part of our future plans.
1: It's going to be Jay Cutler to Terrell Pryor next year. It's the way it's going to be. I don't think that's going to be good. I Cutler's got an amazing arm. He's got all the, dude, as far as, like, the athletic part goes, Cutler can throw the ball anywhere. Tight windows, all of it. But he's just kind of ho-hum as a personality. He's kind of, you can't get him motivated, and he just seems like, I, I just feel like your team is going to be built around how your quarterback and how your coach is. And I think Cutler's, that that negative kind of attitude just spreads. I think it's just, it, I think it's infectious. And I think you need your quarterback to be a little bit more engaged and a little bit more, come on, guys, we got this. I'm going to lead us to victory. I think Cutler's got the arm, but when it comes to all the other intangibles, all the other like pre-snap Tom Brady stuff, I I just think Cutler doesn't have it. Just doesn't have it. But he's probably going to be the best quarterback available, and we're going to do some psycho trade for him. We're going to do something crazy for him, and I think, honestly, I think they're going to come over top, and I think they're going to pay Terrell Pryor a ton of money. I'm with you. I wouldn't take him off the table as far as trading goes. Because there are teams out there right now that are looking at Terrell Pryor going, man, if we just had one guy like that. And they might be willing to give you offensive linemen or picks to go get offensive linemen, which is what I feel like we really need more than anything else. Also going to Sunday, we'll talk to Scott about this coming up at 8 o'clock. But you see, your, your favorite Cleveland Brown just got lit up all day Sunday. Joe Hayden just got embarrassed all day. All day. it may be time to move forward from Mr. Hayden. You felt like it was that way two years ago, right? Writing's been on the wall for a while there. He's been exposed. I agree. He's lost the step from when he first came into the league, too. And I'm not sure he was ever an elite. I don't, I'm not sure he was ever elite at that position. I don't know for sure, but didn't seem like teams were that afraid of Joe Hayden. Obviously. But Terrell Pryor, man, you're a class act. I like that. Very easy to get pulled down into the muck and the mud and, and respond in kind. And you, and you took the high road. And that's harder to do these days with Twitter when people can just blast the hell out of you every second they want to. Took the high road, man. I respect you for it. That's uh, that's an athlete that I think your kids could maybe look up to. And those are getting harder and harder to find. We have the Florida Files for you. We'll get into those next on the Stansberry Show. Hey, guys, you got Stansbury here for High Voltage Indoor Karting. You can find them in Medina. They're just minutes from the square located in the old foundry building, or you can find them online at highvoltagekarting.com. That's high voltage, karting with a K, dot com. High Voltage is Ohio's first, fastest, and longest indoor electric go-karting track in the state of Ohio. They have the best carts in the business. You're hitting speeds of around 50 miles per hour. And with the family looking to come into town for the holiday season, take them to do something a little bit different. And a lot of fun. Check out more info at HighVoltageCarding.com. Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. We're online at WRQK.com. If you head over there, there's, I don't know the proper way to promote this. Because it seems weird to like make jokes about it. But this guy's like, he's hit homeless like master level. Like he's figured out how to be homeless. Like dude, he's got like a little campsite that might be nicer than my apartment. I mean, the guy's mastered it.
2: Just goes to show, number one, what people throw away. Yeah. I mean, this guy has turned a, uh, a bridge underpass into quite the, uh, quite, the, quite the digs there. He's got a toilet. And, uh, you know, I guess, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's definitely that, that first impression of, like, he's homeless, and oh, my God, how can he do that? But you got to remember, I mean, he's homeless. Like, he's still homeless <laughs> Like just because he has
1: a couch doesn't mean. Well, I- am I seeing this right? It does. He it looks like he has the refrigerator laying down long ways so where he can both keep things cold and be lay on top of it to sleep on it. Like, uh, is
2: that dual purpose? No. Well, the, the, the refrigerator is now it's been re, re like put purpose into a bathtub. Oh, yeah. OK. OK.
1: So, I so was watching this with the sound down. So, like, I wasn't able to keep up with everything. But that's where the dude is uh, getting his bath. No. Huh. dude, homeless and can bathe. That's dedication there. Where was that in the pursuit of happiness? Where was that? I didn't see that. This guy kind of nailed it. Videos online, WRQK.com, and I know it's gonna make it's gonna make half of you go, oh, and the other half is gonna go, you're homeless, you shouldn't have a toilet! That's exact That's what's gonna happen. Well that's online for you at WRQK.com. I want to remind you of this is that coming up on Friday, December the second, is Long Haul Against Hunger. Fantona and I will broadcast live starting at 6 a.m. at the Giant Eagle up on the Strip. We'll be out there till 7 o'clock at night. Thirteen straight hour broadcast. There, you know how this works. You bring food or cash donations. We hook you up with concert tickets and prizes from the radio station. And all of these donations help out the Akron Canton Regional Food Bank feed a bunch of people. The buying power is totally impressive. One dollar, I think it's what four bucks, or no, one dollar equals four meals. Correct. With their buying power and how that works, I know we had the CEO Dan Flowers of the Akron Canton Regional Food Bank on about a week ago. Um, but this is a great cause. It's our third year doing it, and it's uh, probably not even probably. It's my favorite thing this radio station does. Like I like when we do things like that. I like being part of uh, of something that helps the community out. I'm i I'm a fan of that.
2: Yeah, Stansberry evens out karma for the year for on the whole uh, year for the whole year. Yep, on, I can uh, be terrible. On, uh, he's like, ah, dude, who cares? Dude, treating people like crap and 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 and, and, and destroying all the lives around me. It doesn't matter. Damn That's right, all good. Damn I, right.
1: I build I, I build a mountain of macaroni and cheese. I'm good. Right, takes care of everything. I'm good. Right. Yep. That's exactly yep. how that works. Yep. Yep.
2: Keep telling yourself
1: that, buddy. That is how it works. That
2: is. Hey, that
1: is. December the 2nd is uh, when we'll be out at the Giant Eagle for a long haul against hunger. We look forward to uh, seeing you guys come out for that. All right, we have the Florida File story here. Uh, a 29-year-old man got to spend some time behind bars. He was trying to rob a, uh, was this, a Dollar General. Dollar store. and Probably not the best place to rob. Family dollar, sorry. Probably not the best place to rob. I mean, how much money is going to be in there? Although, you would have to think that most of the transactions that go on in there would be cash.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I so just, I can understand that. I mean, I, I would assume you're not going to get away with more than a couple thousand bucks at best. Like in that register, you know, the, the, they might start off with like, hey, here's $500 worth of change, but like you're not getting up over a thousand bucks, I don't think, at the Dollar General. I just don't think you
1: are. Mm, no, probably not. I bet it's harder than people think it is to get a thousand dollars in cash out of any store these days. Just because of how much debits, and I, I'm sure there's right. money drops that happen. Right. There's a safe. This guy, 29 years old, walked into the Family Dollar with a shirt wrapped around his head. Good costume there. Good, good, good way to cover up your face, I guess. And then Sean Torres demanded money from the store clerk. When the clerk denied him, which at Family Dollar, clerk saying. I'm not giving you the money. Dude, that's balls, there. I, dude, I I don't
2: understand that with people. And listen, I understand there's some loyalty to the place you work, and like that's a good thing that really is to be celebrated. But dude, you put a gun at me, and I'm telling whatever you want out of this radio station's yours, dude. I
1: don't care. I don't. Pff, I, I'm not getting shot over this. He threatened to shoot the employee, reached to the back of his shorts as if he had a gun, but then ran away without any money. So then the traffic helicopter, or like the sheriff's helicopter, the ghetto bird, yeah, okay, spotted Torres at the edge of a nearby pond. He was then seen wading through the water, Fantone. As they closed in on him, he did what every criminal would try to do, which is submerge himself into the water except for his face. (laughs) When the cops got to him and they reached to him, he tried explaining to them, guys, I'm just fishing. And that his fishing pole had fallen into the water. Oh, and that's why he was going out there to go get it. And when asked about the attempted robbery, he said, well, the guy who did that went that way. I love it. <laughs> he then surrendered and then uh, went back to the shore, saying he didn't want to be bit by the K nine dog. Which I can understand. That I wouldn't want to no. be bit by a K nine police dog either. I bet that hurts like hell. Taken into custody, while well, in the back seat of the patrol car, he repeatedly shouted and threw himself against the interior, kicking the doors, damaging the vehicle, and causing it to rock back and forth.
2: Once you're handcuffed and in a police vehicle. It's time to give up. You know what I'm saying? It's time to stop with the physical. Yeah, you're you, caught. You're not kicking your way out of that you're caught. One. If now, you, if you run from cops, okay, maybe you think you're going to get away, but you're in the you're in the cop car.
1: But you're not going to get away.
2: You're not getting away. Not anymore.
1: They say the store clerk recognized a tattoo across Torres' stomach that read, loyalty. I wonder if it was spelled right. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'm, I'm betting that my money on it was not spelled properly. Criminals always love that
2: loyalty or the family tattoo or just that sense of like, yeah, we're all in this together, robbing
1: people. (laughs) (laughs) We're not all in this together. You're on your own. Loyalty. I think he meant to the game, right? Loyal to the game. What an idiot. Here's a good rule of thumb, criminals. If you're going to rob a store, which, A, don't do that. No. Don't do that. You're going to ruin somebody's day. Don't do that. But if you are in a situation where you absolutely have to rob a store, be better at it than wrapping a T-shirt around your head. If you don't even have the proper tools to go rob the store, how do you feel like that's going to be successful?
2: Dude, you're at the Dollar General. Steal the pantyhose right there. Just put it over your face. Nobody's ever going
1: to know it was you. That's how you do it. Except for that camera when you're walking into the store oh, there. Bitch. See, See, there's, there's a system there. I mean, you're going to wrap a T-shirt around your head? You're a moron. You're an idiot. And you're not prepared. That's like going up to bat without the bat in your hand. What, do you think? You're going to hit a home run without a baseball bat? No. You need the equipment.
2: Yeah, getting a job has got to be a lot easier than being a criminal.
1: Dude, working for somebody else blows. As a guy who's owned my own business and worked for myself, trust me, dude, having a boss sucks. I get it, okay? But it sucks less than jail that's always been my thing. It's like, okay, so I could go and do this or I could try and do this to get out of my terrible situation that I'm unhappy right. in, right? But then worst case scenario, which is, happens to a lot of criminals and and, and very often, is you're going to serve time in jail, which is going to be worse than what my situation currently is.
2: Yeah, working at Subway would suck, but it's a lot better than you know having to having to hide in a pond and say that you were fishing. It just it just it just sounds a lot worse to me than that.
1: Well, the guy that committed the robbery, he went that way. Oh, that way. We
2: <laughs> went this way and that way.
1: So you were able to fish underwater and able to spot a guy who robbed Family Dollar. Dustin tweets in has a great idea here. Yeah. Says this guy probably should have just put the shirt on the right way, tucked it in, and asked for an application. <laughs> yes, absolutely. But you know what it is? A lot of people are just afraid of a hard day's work. A lot of people just don't have it in them. They have personality problems, problems with authority, and you have a hard time staying employed. I know, dude, I got plenty of friends that are smart. that can't hold jobs because they just can't get their act together. So my guess is it's partially part of that. Idiot. I'm just fishing underwater. What a moron. Only in Florida, man. Only in Florida. Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com on loan to us. We'll talk to him about that Browns loss and what they should do. And I don't know, maybe there's some good things surrounding the Cavaliers. We'll get into that with Scott next on the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9 coming up at 9 o'clock. New tour Tuesday, new Britney Spears, new Ronnie Dunn, new Congos, and then locally, Got It, Got It, Need It is the name of the artist, and then uh, their song, Nomadic. We'll get their uh, debut on New Tour Tuesday brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino, Normally joining us Mondays at 8. Uh, we took the day off yesterday, so Scott willing to flex the schedule. Scott waiting uh, from WaitingForNextYear.com, my man, how was your holiday, buddy?
0: Good, Spending over backwards for you guys in your uh, your your long weekend, yeah. but it was uh, it was it was good it was good to be out for a little while, to, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I got I, I got to be honest yeah. about that. It was it was nice to step away for a little while. By the end of it, I was like, all right, just get me back to work. Like I get bored, and I, <laughs> I you know what I mean. I kind of need to go back to work. I want to start with the Ohio State. I know you're not the biggest college football guy, and I, I'm gonna stay away from the game as a whole. I and, and this is gonna be wildly unpopular. And people are going to look to say to me that I'm just looking to jump on something. where there, I'm looking for controversy where there isn't any. But I think I'm on to something, and I think I'm going to be early on it. At what point does the Cavaliers showing up to everything stop looking like support and start looking like, oh, there's a spotlight? We want in on it because we gave you a championship. When does it start to look like that? Because it started to look like that Saturday to me.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm not seeing it yet. Um, I know, I know. Ohio State was very excited to have them down there. I know the sure. players loved having that sure. that there. Um, you know, yeah, these are win kids win who are looking everybody. up to. We've looked up to these guys for a long time. So you know, to have a, a four-time MVP and and world champion, uh, you know, be on your field while you're while you're playing in front of 110,000 people, I think is pretty cool. Uh, having them at the World Series, I thought was awesome. It wasn't like they had a camera on them the whole time. You know, they would celebrate. You know, with home runs and things like that and people love seeing that. Um maybe national people, people outside of Cleveland or Ohio might might start to feel that way. I, I was getting tweets on Saturday about, oh look, LeBron's where the spotlight is today. Imagine that. Like that but yeah. like he doesn't need that. Do you know what I mean? Like anywhere LeBron goes is a spotlight. Um mm-hmm. yeah, so I don't I don't necessarily know if I agree with that kind of sentiment. You know, but it is don't forget, they just won in June. I mean, it, it's been, it hasn't even been six months yet. So I, I, I do think if they keep doing it, you know, years down the road, I mean, we could start to point at it a little bit. But good news is, once Ohio State's done playing, the, you know, we're not going to have any, right. any sort of winners playing a sport for, for quite some time. So the next, the next one to be uh, potentially on the stage to win again will be them.
1: Well, that's kind of my point, though. Right? You don't see them at the Brown Stadium because there's, there's no spotlight there. There's no story there, so let's stay out of that. It feels a little bit like, because if there's been one criticism about LeBron early in his career, is that the one thing that we jumped on him for was he was a Yankees fan, not a Tribe fan. He's a Dallas Cowboys fan, not a Browns fan. I don't know who his college football team is. Maybe it is Ohio State. I don't know. Maybe I'm. Yeah, it is Ohio State. Is it yeah. Ohio State? Okay. So the, so yeah. there's that. But it's it just it feels very much like to me like oh we gave you a championship. So anytime there's a good positive thing in, we want in on it. It feels that way. It definitely feels calculated to me. You know what I mean? It, I mean, they left yeah, before the game I, was so over. so I do
0: think. Well, just one thing to, to think about, though, is he would. I think he would have been there either way because of the the gigantic marketing machine that was the whole Nike. Um, and you know, wearing bronze cleats and all of this stuff, the stuff, the special uniforms, and that whole triangle of, of merchandising that was led into the whole week. I mean, Nike was promoting. Ohio State, Michigan, all week long. You sure. know, here, get the cross trainers, buy the jerseys, get the hoodie. Oh, hey, here's some shorts. And, you know, given that LeBron is the face of Nike and is kind of the geographical face of Ohio, I think it just made a lot of sense for him to be down there for for that game. Um, you know, I – I think there would have been a lot of there's a, there was a big spotlight on Ohio State, Penn State, or Ohio State, Wisconsin, and he wasn't there for those. Now, granted, they were on the road, um, but I you know I, I get what you're saying. I just think this one, um, you know, they, they, the team did did build a support. Ty Lue and Urban Meyer have a connection, and they they figured out a way to get everything to to work out. But I, I see what you're saying. I just don't think that they're necessarily in that space yet.
1: It's it just looked like to, to me. I own pizza restaurants there. Let's make sure. Let's make sure everybody in Ohio State loves LeBron James. It just feels like that way a little bit, and I get criticized a little bit by the audience of being a bit of a LeBron Homer because I give him so much credit for what he does off the field and how his businesses are tightened up and how he knows how to handle business and how he keeps smart people around him. And people are just always saying to me, "Oh my God, you just you, you just give LeBron James credit for everything." So when I noticed it on Saturday, I was like. God, this looks forced. This looks like I want in on this because I gave you a championship. Let's make this about me a little bit. It felt forced to me.
0: Yeah, I mean, but it was the whole team. If it was, it was, if, if it was just him, maybe I can see that. But I mean, they were. I mean, Chris Anderson was 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 there. I mean, there was, there was all those guys. Yeah, but
1: that's because and they, they, told they seemed to all to. have
0: a good time. But yeah, I I I get what you're saying. I just don't know if I necessarily agree with. But with okay. all of it, that's all. all. Right.
1: I just I noticed it, and I was like, I wonder if there's something here. Maybe I'm making too much out of it. I don't know. Like I, I just it was. I don't know. It just it, it struck me Saturday when I saw it. I was like, "Of course you're there. Of course you are." you you you. you I mean, because you're right. There's a spotlight that follows LeBron no matter where he goes. It's not always positive though, and that's a positive light. Where there is no positive light is Cleveland Brown Stadium. <laughs> there is no positive light to be found there. Terrell Pryor, the only bright spot. I'm sure you saw the Twitter beef with the corner from uh, from New York. I felt like that was a little classless out of the guy from New York basically calling Terrell Pryor out. Fantone and I had this conversation earlier. I'm interested to get your take. Terrell Pryor is kind of like the new Josh Cribbs. He's the new pay the man, right? Are the Cleveland Browns going to pay him?
0: They should. Um, you think you so? Know, the the difference is Josh Cribbs wanted... I mean, it's cause he was getting a million a year, you know, and he wanted to just get a modest raise for a right. guy who was, at the time, the NFL history, historical leader in kickoff returns. the The difference was, you know, they ended up changing the rules and kind of eliminated the importance of that. Um, Terrell Pryor is a six foot six inch, you know, athletic freak who plays a skill position that is on the field almost every offensive snap, and it's going to, it's going to be hard to not pay him. The and the, the Browns will have a very difficult time justifying it. Given that there's plenty of players in that 27, 28 year old range, Doug Baldwin, for instance, just just I believe last year was with uh, Seattle, um, signed a pretty sizable deal and the Cavs, or the Cavs, the Browns have a ton of cap space. Um, they, they've, they've, they've gutted the roster of talent, and they've seen what sort of talent gap they have. So to get rid of, a, now, Terrell Pryor might only be a wide receiver two in, in Green Bay or a or wide receiver two in Dallas, but he is undoubtedly right now a wide receiver one here until Corey Coleman can develop into something that they want him to be. And if they want to start winning football games, you know, Hugh Jackson in that press conference, you know, I, I, he didn't necessarily throw in the towel in 2016, but he said this this has to stop. And if they want it to stop, and they want to start winning football games, and they want a a quarterback, whoever they bring in here next year, to have talent around him to help him grow. They need to keep Terrell Pryor around, and if you have to pay him a little bit more to keep him here, um, I think you have to do that, especially when you put yourself in a position to have a bunch of cash to do so.
1: We're talking to Scott from WinningForNextYear.com. You took us to the quarterback position, so let's uh, let's stay there. Um, Because you're right, if you want to attract a decent free agent, and my guess is that's what they're going to look to do quarterback-wise – you need to be able to say to him, "Well, you know, we have this, and we have you know, we have a running back, and you know, we have Terrell Pryor that you can throw to. We know it's not going to be Tony Romo because he has options. Tony Romo's not coming to Cleveland. We know that. Do you see Jay Cutler as the next Browns quarterback?
0: I hope not. Um, you know, he, he he he's become persona non grata in in Chicago. Right. Um, Matt Barkley didn't look bad this weekend um, for you know, and so if, if Matt Barkley is your better best quarterback. You know, he's, Cutler's on his way out. Um, the, the issue becomes, you know, the attitude, the age, um, you know, a bunch of the things that have, are, are, have worked against him for a while. He's
1: our mom. Um Go ahead. He's arm only. Like, there's nothing else about Jake. Like, he's not going to rally the troops. He's not going to. You know, what I mean? he's not one of those guys. He's got a very low key um, personality, and I think that that's probably hard in the quarterback position. I know Flacco gets, you know, uh, you know, straddled with this a lot. Flacco, I think, has a better team around him than Jay Cutler did in Chicago. Uh, but you know, Cutler, he just, and I like his arm. I think arm wise, he's he's talented as hell. He can throw the ball anywhere. But just personality, I'm not sure he's got the makings of franchise quarterback.
0: Well, especially in this toxic environment that's sure. yeah. so used to losing. I don't think you can have a guy like that leading, to your point, leading the agree. troops. Um, you, know, you need a guy who can instill some confidence in things. And you know, when things go south for Jay Cutler, they really go south. Um, you know, and um, it, the the arm is attractive. I mean, you saw, if you watched Monday Night Football, and how quick Aaron Rodgers releases and nice. how strong his arm is and his ability to get the ball into tight windows and all kinds of spaces with, you know, half a second after he gets the ball in his hand, it's out. Yep. And, you know, that's the kind of thing that this this front office is going to have to look for somebody who can make quick decisions, make good decisions, and and just get the balls of their playmakers and let them do everything else. I mean, Elan Manning didn't exactly have a great football game on Sunday, no. but he found Odell Beckham Jr. in space and let him take care of everything else. You know, got the ball, you know, put it where he needed it to, you know, on that on that crossing route, and and just let him take care of it from there. And if you you know, we talk about Cody Kessler's accuracy and things, and you know, that's the kind of accuracy you need, but you need a kid who's not going to hold on to the ball for four or five seconds and get killed every time he touches it so yeah I don't know um you know a lot of the mock drafts again have the Browns taking a quarterback you know at some point in the first round whether it's with that second Philly pick or trading back up or somehow um I do believe they'll try to get a free agent in here I just don't know if it's going to be a free agent starter I don't know if they can keep playing that game after doing so with Josh McCown and Jake Dolome and all these guys that they've brought in over the years to be that stopgap. I think they they really need to find the quarterback of the future if they plan on having one. And and I I don't know how many more years you can kick that can down the road.
2: Scott, after going zero and twelve on the season thus far, uh, Hugh Jackson seemed to have gotten a little choked up at the post game press conference, yeah. getting a little emotional right there. Um, how hard is his job for the next four weeks, five weeks?
0: Well, this week this is going to be pretty, pretty easy. Um, they'll have practice today, and then they'll send the guys out, and you won't have to see them for a couple of days. Um, but you know, once they get back at it, um, there's going to be a, a heavy spotlight on it. Because I mean, it, you mean the whole, the whole country is going to be watching the Browns to see if they can go zero sixteen. They won't watch the games, but they'll watch the the final outcome, and they'll be, you know be quick to pile on when when that happens. Um, you know the the unfortunate part is, I mean, Cincinnati is looking pretty awful. So I mean, that might be one they can steal, but outside of that, I just don't know if it's going to happen. And you know, the hard part for Hugh, and this is it's what he signed up for. Don't get me wrong, but it's having to face the, the same line of questions every week after every loss is, you know, what do you say to the fans? What what's the plan with this? And uh, where where do you see things going? And you know, he said, you know, this week there's going to be a lot of self scouting. There's going to be a lot of you know, reevaluation of things to see how they can muster a win here over the next couple of weeks, and I just don't know how they're going to get it done with the current state. You know, Josh McConnell is horrible. I know Cody Kessler was uh, cleared of his concussion, and I, and I know RG3 is, is medically cleared to re- rejoin the team. Um, do you go back to that RG3 well and hope to use his his athleticism to to steal a win? I don't know what the answer is. I wouldn't be surprised if they did that, just to see what they have in him, given that he has one more year on his contract. But, I mean, they're not going to be able to just, you know pick up an all-pro here over over the over the next 10 days you know they're gonna have to use these guys which is going to make it tough and Hugh was putting up a, in a in a bad place I mean he knows what he was getting himself into you know with this front office I wanted to blow things up I don't know if anyone saw Owen 16 but if they didn't think it was a distinct possibility given the way everything forecasted out I, I, I think they were kidding themselves
1: you're talking to a guy that predicted Owen 16 at the beginning of the season so I saw it but you know what I mean uh, not that I'm a genius or anything even though I totally am I want to end with you on a bright spot if we could we're talking to scott from winning for next buddy the cavaliers are just good they are just good and kevin love the other night phantom was actually at this game kevin love went off for what 34 was it in the first quarter? correct 34 the other night so has he officially quieted down all the kevin love wasn't worth the money people
0: well, well he should have did that i mean I, I, if you asked me he did that last year I agree. um but you know but the, the 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 difference is now he's starting to put up numbers that are looking like you did in Minnesota right, and he's doing it alongside two you know eventual hall of famers in in Kyrie and and Lebron um the but he I mean he was just unconscious the other night and he has a confidence in him that's much much different than last year. Um, you know he's not hesitating he's not pump faking he's not. You see, well, he's catching the ball and he's shooting it and you know he he like I like I was telling a lot of people last year he didn't just forget how to make threes. You know when right. he was having those those cold spells, um, but it's good to see him and get get. Player of the Week, Eastern Conference Player of the Week. Now you know the award. He and Kevin Durant were the two the two best players in basketball last week, and he got you know got recognized for it. And he's the first Cav not named Lebron or Kyrie to win that award since Z in two thousand four. Nice. So it's it's really cool to see you know him kind of getting rewarded for that. And and he, I think if you again if you ask me he quieted up the skeptics last year. Um, you know, helping this team win a championship, but getting to get—he's get, watching him put these numbers up. Um, you know, in the way he's doing it, he's one of two players that are averaging twenty and ten in the NBA, wow. which which is crazy to think about. But it's 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 good to see him doing that. Um, you know, regardless of what Andrew Wiggins is doing, or regardless of what other people who are paid what he's being paid are doing. I mean, he's he's earning his keep, and uh, he's he's a big 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 piece to what the Cavs are doing.
1: Talking to Scott from WinningForNextYear.com. Uh, buddy, thank you so much for joining us on Tuesday. Thanks for being flexible with your schedule. We'll talk to you again next week.
0: Sounds good, man. Take care. All right, man. I see you.
1: We have a pair of tickets for Ralphie May, December 3rd at the Hard Rock Rock Sino. You'll have them next on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Ralphie May coming to the Hard Rock Roxino, December the 3rd there this weekend. He'll be on the program tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. We do have a pair of tickets. We'll pass those out just a few minutes from right now. 1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need to win Ralphie May tickets. And again, another reminder, Friday, Long Haul Against Hunger. Join us at the Giant Eagle up on the Strip from 6 6 a.m. in the morning till 7 o'clock at night. 13-hour broadcast there, collecting food and cash, check donations, benefit the Akron Canton Regional Food Bank, get some uh, hungry people fed in the area. We'll be out there Friday morning doing that. We've covered the subject of craft beer on the program a million times. I love IPAs. I love craft beer. Fantone, not a craft beer fan at all. Uh, He likes his beer domestic and light. And uh, there are a lot of people who feel that way. And Bud Light has come up with a promotion that I think is going to sell a Ton of beer. Now I I don't know what their sales were last year, but my guess is Bud Light does a pretty good job of selling the beer. I don't think they're doing too bad, right? I I know the crafting is kind of like you know kind of uh, you know encroached on their business, but then they started buying up a lot of the craft breweries and you know things like that. So I think they're overall they're probably doing okay. But they came up with a great promotion to sell a ton of beer. And this goes back to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Look for the golden ticket. Okay. Okay. So. Bud Light is hoping that NFL fans will want to strike gold, and here's what's happening. Starting yesterday, November the 28th, and ending January 13th, all packs of 18, 24, and 30 of the 12-ounce Bud Light can, standard 12-ounce can, will feature a limited-edition strike gold Super Bowl-themed packaging. There are 30,000 gold cans randomly put in through these packs. So I'm guessing throughout the country. If you find a gold beer can, you then have the opportunity to enter for a chance to win tickets to attend the Super Bowl each year for the rest of your life, up to 51 years. You get Super Bowl tickets for the rest of your life. Now, here's where it gets interesting for me. It's not just if you find the can. It's if you find the can, then you're qualified for the contest. I think that sucks. I think that really sucks because you find that
2: gold can and you're like, oh, my God, this means I get to go tour the Budweiser factory. Oh, my God, I'm now an owner of Budweiser. Oh, my God, I'm going to the Super Bowl forever. And then it's like, well, maybe you will. I think that kind of sucks.
1: When the prizing is Super Bowl tickets every year for the rest of your life, though, you can't give that to 37,000 people. No, but why not just make one
2: gold can? Why not just make one gold can and say, "Hey, there's one gold can in this country right now. If you find it, you are the the winner. You're going to the Super Bowl every for every year for the rest of your life."
1: Because this way, we'll trick more people into buying beer. Do you really think it will? I yeah. Would, uh, why? Because people are they're Because the packaging will be misleading. It will be gold can equals Super Bowl, and the next thing you know, then there it'll be in the fine print. Of now you have to enter a contest. You know how contesting works. We do this to people all the time. <laughs> like, you'll, I, I think this will sell a ton of beer. I just, I, I think the concept overall does. I think the execution of it is, is, is just stupid. I agree with you that what I would have done if I was in charge of this, and again, I should be in charge of more promotions. If I was in charge of this, I would have done 50 cans. And I would have put them throughout and said, look, if you find a gold can, you're going to the Super Bowl, and maybe not every year for the rest of your life. You get 10 years of Super Bowl tickets. You're still going to sell a ton of beer that way. I'm with you a little bit in the sense that I think there are going to be people that don't know the fine print, and when they get to it, they're going to be like, oh, what the hell? And they're going to be more mad at you than it was worth. Now, what they're going to say is, sold you the beer already. Sold you the beer already. And you know how this works. People get mad at something like, I'm never drinking Bud Light again until you go to the bar on Friday night. And then you're like, when the bartender goes, and trust me, as a bartender, I know this is how it works. What would you like to drink? Uh, what kind of beer do you have? Well, we have 35 beers. They're up on the wall behind you. Uh, I'll just have Bud Light. <laughs> that's every Dude, that's, that happens to every bartender in America. So I, uh, if you're looking for Super Bowl tickets, find a gold can and then enter yourself into the contest. And if you win, I want to go. I've never been to a Super Bowl. It's one of the few big event type things that I haven't been to. I've been to, you know, plenty of big playoff games, and you know, I've been to World Series games, and you know, a, uh, you know, championship series basketball games, all that kind of stuff. I've never been to a Super Bowl. I want to go to one of those so bad, and uh, I think bad enough to where I might even drink Bud Light to try to do this. I would love to do that. 51 years of Super Bowl tickets. All you gotta do is find a gold can and then enter their, uh, their prizing there. We'll pass out those Ralphie May tickets. We'll do it next on Rock 6.9. No six Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show on Rock 1069. We have a pair of tickets to check out Ralphie May this Saturday. Hard Rock Roxino. Pass those out just a few minutes. Another reminder, join us Friday. Giant Eagle on the Strip there, starting at 6 o'clock in the morning. We'll be out there until 7 o'clock that night. Long haul against hunger, taking uh, cash, check, and food donations. To benefit Agron-Canton Regional Food Bank. Our third year as a program doing this, it's one of our favorite events. Like being able to do what we can to help people out, help hungry people get something to eat there. I always say it every year. You're going to hear me say it a lot this week. I don't care what your politics are. I don't think anybody's on the, yeah, I hope that kid starves system. I hope I, you know what I mean? I don't think anybody's on that. So we'll see you guys out there Friday, giant Eagle on the strip starting at six o'clock in the morning. Still to come as new tour Tuesday as well. Nine o'clock. So I saw this on Thanksgiving morning and I screenshot it and I'm not sure if somebody maybe hacked this account, but I haven't heard much about it since, but Donald Trump Tweeted out, and again, I don't know if somebody hacked the account or maybe f- somebody photoshopped it and put it in a timeline or whatever. But it said, "Happy Thanksgiving, even to the haters and the losers." And I was just
2: like, "Dear God, hey, that's an actual tweet. It's just from last year."
1: Oh, was that? Is that what happened? Oh. Okay. I uh, like when I saw it, I was like, "I'm, I'm being punked. I'm, just, something's happening. This can't be a real thing." It's awesome. And a little bit of what. I had thought he had tweeted out this <laughs> this Thanksgiving. I was like, man, but I mean, he was running I mean, he had anou- had he announced the, at this point last year? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah I mean, when people say things to me like, well, that's not presidential, it's hard to argue that, right? It's hard to it's hard to imagine well, hey, it's hard to imagine all the great presidents with Twitter, you know what I mean, all the presidents that came before, like this you know, the technology and all that stuff, it's hard to think about that. but Barack Obama's been pretty good about Twitter. You know what I mean? He's—I don't—he stays away from stuff like that. Well, I mean,
2: obviously, you know, prior to being the president, you're going to change your behavior after being president, or maybe after deciding, "Hey, I'm going to run for run. president." Right. Um, But I, I can't even say I'm shocked or surprised a little bit in the sense of, "Dude, this is why people voted for the guy,"s because he does say stuff like that. So I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if, you know, if this over the weekend he
1: said something like that. Yeah, I'm not I'm not crazy about that. Anything anything It's funny, but I'm not crazy about
2: that as my leader. Anything is possible at this point where it's like, yeah, I totally could make room for oh, him saying
1: it. Doesn't mean it's all true. The, dude, the playbook's thrown out now. Like it used to be, I remember as a kid, like your parents would say to you about when you were doing stupid things, you better be careful, you'll never be able to be president. You know, your character comes into everything. And now, I like, I like we were saying, ever since this election, it's like, dude, we're getting the D-pick president soon. Like, soon. That's going to happen. Now, he tweeted out this morning. And I think that this is just, again, him moving the media around the way he wants them to be moved around. I really do. But he tweeted this this morning and says, nobody should be allowed to burn the American flag. If they do, there must be consequences, perhaps loss of citizenship or a year in jail. Yeah, because those are the same exact thing. You're just going to take away somebody's citizenship for burning the flag? Now, look, here's the thing. I hate flag burning. Hate it. Now, I know the other side of the argument is it's the most American thing you can do. I understand that. Right, It's kind of one of those things where, yes, you can argue it a million ways. I just I, The imagery of the American flag on fire is just one of those things that's like, yep, you know what? I don't love that. But I guess technically, yes, it's the most American thing you can do is express your freedom in burning the flag. I get it. But as a person, as a citizen, I don't love it. I don't like when people step on the flag. I don't like when people burn the flag. And I know. The next argument is, what about American flag t-shirts? And what about American flag beach towels? And that's touching the ground. And yes. There's some, there's some there's some, decent logic and decent arguments in some of those. I don't know if I would take somebody's citizenship away from burning the flag, and you sure as hell can't put him in jail for a year for it.
2: Well, I think much more serious is, is, is the concept of taking away someone's citizenship. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, that's not going to happen. I mean, are, 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 well, why not? If the president's saying it and this is what he wants to do, why wouldn't he be able to make something like that happen? To take away your citizenship. Like people always say, oh, go try to go try to burn the flag in another country. They'll take your head off. And it's like, well, isn't that the the beauty of America though? Is that like, okay, well, you can do that here,
1: right or wrong. You have the, the ability freedom. to do to do that. The here. freedom. Yeah, I think it's disgusting, but you do have the right to do it. You know, I I go to this well a lot, but my father would say to me all the time that just because you can do something, Daniel, doesn't mean that you should. Being an adult is not doing what you want. Being an adult is doing what you should do. You have the ability to do what you want as an adult, but being an adult means not doing what you want, doing what you should. And in my humble opinion, I think you should not light the American flag on fire. That's just me.
2: Taking away your citizenship—that's—it's you, too far, dude. That's crazy. You don't get your citizenship taken away, dude. You could rape somebody, right? You could rape somebody. You could kill somebody. somebody, and and you're not getting your citizenship taken away. Right. That's crazy, dude.
1: It's, it's a crazy punishment for flag burning. Insane. Insane. And again, that's why I don't think he's really behind that. I think he wants people just to get. I think he wants the media talking about what he wants them talking about versus other things. I really do. So. I guess. So, do you think there's
2: no? He's not realistically saying this. He's just saying. This. I think he's just
1: saying this. I think he's gonna. I think we're gonna find out, dude. He's gonna do that a lot. I think he's gonna find that it's harder once he takes office to do that. But I don't think he'll stop doing it.
2: Man, saying things just to say things and just to rally up your base and just to, dude, that that sounds very politiciany to me. But what do I know? This is this guy's. He's gonna drain the swamp.
1: I've said all along that he will turn into a politician once he's a politician, like every politician before him. That's what happens. People don't understand the power of that office until they get there. And power corrupts. I don't care who you are. We're all susceptible to that. We all are. Not going to take away your citizenship for burning the flag. I do. There's part of me that loves it. Like I said, like I said before the election, I love this guy because if you do what I do for a living, he supplies you with plenty of, did you hear this? He supplies you with plenty of that. And as a guy who gets paid to be like, hey, did you hear this? I love it. Now, as a country, I'm a little fearful of what might happen. You know what I mean? As a democracy, a little fearful of what might happen. I mean, you know, the the concept is, as
2: well, if you're burning the flag, you're insulting America. What other ways can I insult America that's going to get me kicked out of the country? I mean, if I say F America, if I say F the president, I mean, is that the
1: same thing, right? It's in the ballpark. Right? I I mean, it's in the ballpark. Take away your citizenship for a year. Or no. No, citizenship's gone forever. Forever. You're in jail for burning the flag. It's crazy. Again, man, I think the guy says things to get you off the trail of what he doesn't want you on. I really do. And he likes the attention on other things. Now, going back to my earlier suspicion, what did I say? It looks like they're out to get this guy, and I feel like they're going to get him. What's Jill Stein doing? Out there raising all that money for recounts and all this stuff? I'm telling you, I still see something happening to where we might not end up with Donald Trump as president.
2: Yeah, but with the recounts, I don't think anyone has the intention, anyone realistic has the intention that this is going to prevent him from being president. I think this is more, hey, the integrity of these votes matter versus the, the end result. I would
1: agree. This. It just, feels like, it just it feels like the American public is out to get this guy, and it feels to me like we're in that, in that right time of the people where America gets their win. It feels that way to me. Now I don't know if that'll happen. And like I said, I don't know what has to go into removing a you know a president elect or what like what goes into I have no idea what goes into all that. I'm not gonna sit here and pretend like I know what goes into that. And when he said when he said via Twitter, um I would have won the popular vote
2: if it wasn't for the 3 million illegals that voted Yeah, that's in this. crazy. It is crazy because you, as the winner, are saying there was mass voter fraud in this election. Right. And you, if anyone at this point, need to call and say, hey, there does need to be a recount. There does need to be a reevaluation of right. this. That Dude, that's nuts. That is
1: insane. To make he had that nothing to base it on. Right, InfoWars is where he got right. it, it. Which is nuts. Crazy. I mean, everybody kind of knows Alex Jones is a nutcase. Now, he moves the needle on the radio. But he's a nutcase. Yeah, that kind of stuff there, I think he's going to find it very difficult to do once he's actually in office. I really do. I don't think he'll stop doing it. But he will find it tougher to do. I think this is all about deflection. I think it's all about don't look over here. I want you focused on this. I'm going to say something crazy about the American fl- and the flag. He knows this is one of those things where we, everybody gets hot and bothered about it one way or the other. I'm totally allowed! You should never do that! It's one of those, and he knows it. And he's going to get everybody all hot and bothered about that versus what we should be. He's good at that, man. That sleight-of-hand thing I talked to you about last week, Trump's slick at that. He's slick at it. He did have a nice statement on the Ohio State tragedy. Again, I'm not sure how... I want to be careful how I say this. I'm not sure how tough that is. Right? Kind of hard to lose point saying, yeah. I hate when, 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 when a lot of people are heard all at once, right? Kind of hard to lose lose ground saying you, anything like you that. You
2: need to do it, but it's not like you necessarily get credit for saying, hey, I don't like cancer
1: either. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Right. So he handled that pretty well. Or his speech writing staff handled it pretty well. New Tour Tuesdays coming up at 9 o'clock. New Britney Spears, new Ronnie Dunn, new Congos, and then locally. Got It, Got It, Need It is the name of the band. Nomadic is their track. You'll hear that at the end of New Tour Tuesday. We have Ralphie May tickets. He's playing the Hard Rock Roxino December the 3rd. Caller 15 at 1-800-243-7625. We'll send you to Ralphie May. Start New Tour Tuesday next on Rock
2: 106.9.
1: Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. We're about to start New Tour Tuesday. Brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino Northfield Park. But before we do, I have to make this announcement. We have the lineup for this year's Rock on the Range May 19th, 20th, 21st, Columbus, Ohio. We also have a pair of three-day passes for this we'll pass out at the end of the program today. And wait to you hear the lineup of Rock on the Range. This is honestly, every year it's like, wow, that's a really good lineup. This lineup is insanely good. Metallica, Soundgarden, and Corn. Now I'm guessing those are your headliners for the days. Metallica, Soundgarden, Corn. there. Offspring, Volbeat, Primus. Bush, Chevelle, Papa Roach, Seether, Coheed and Cambria, Alterbridge, The Pretty Reckless Who Blows, Taking Back Sunday, Thrice, Amana Marth, Pierce the Veil, who's pretty good, Skillet, Sum 41, Gojira, which is the best band you've never heard of, Dillinger Escape Plan, In Flames, which is pretty good, Motionless and White, that's pretty damn good, Beartooth Starset Every Time I Die, The Story So Far, who's pretty good, Rival Sons, which again is a great band. Attila, great band. There's a ton of good bands playing this, man. At Matt Fire Stadium, May 19th, 20th, and 21st, we have a a pair of three day passes. We will pass those out. Towards the end of the program today, very exciting
2: stuff. That's dude. good stuff, I mean, that dude. Re- that really is a kick ass lineup from the bottom to the top. Yeah, and, I mean, obviously, the further up you go, the kind of the better it gets. But, dude, Metallica, yeah. is going huge. to be headlining tonight. Which, That's a huge get. Yeah, I mean, it really, you look at that. You look at the headliners: Metallica, Soundgarden, Corn. How I, do you beat that? Honestly, last year I went to Rock on the Range. Yeah, you went last year. I didn't even stick around for the headliners. It was like Disturbed, and I'm like, dude, I don't care. Chili Peppers too, honestly, right? Disturbed and blah blah blah. Yeah, and it was just one of those things where I was like, yeah, there's a couple bands. I want to see during the day, but dude, this is a, a, a top to the bottom, like, you got to get there early and stay late, kind of line up. Yeah,
1: pre is open now, but like I said, we do have uh, a pair of three-day passes, we'll pass those out at the end of New Tur Tuesday. We're going to start this week's episode brought to you by the Hard Rock Rocksino Northfield Park with brand new Britney Spears Slumber Party.
2: Britney Spears kind of putting herself back on the map. Uh, still smoking hot. She is hot. I just don't know how much uh, sounding sexy sells anymore. I don't know if that's necessarily the... That uh, baby doll kind of thing? I don't know if that's the um, the key to success in pop music anymore.
1: Well, what she normally does now is whoever's hot, she makes her new stuff sound like that. Like She was very guilty of going the Rihanna route for a little while. Was very guilty of that. She's on the floor just like an ocean. Building up your fortress like a mountain.
2: This song has Tinashe
1: on it? I, yeah, I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is, she she that is either. See, that's probably a bad look. No, no, no,
0: I, I, I. We ain't gonna sleep tonight.
1: She's going full-blown R&B. WCAK.
2: Does sound kind of black for a Britney song, right? Very urban.
1: Britney Spears. You would have, I would have had somebody. Somebody would have to tell me that. I would have. I wouldn't have guessed Britney right off the bat. I'd be like, Who, who, who is that? This
2: is Tanache. Or Tina She. I don't, know, I, don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's <laughs> why I was
1: leaving it out. I was like, ah, I don't want to offend anybody. I don't want my citizenship taken away for her forever because I don't know somebody's name
2: I have a hard time judging songs like this because like I don't I, well there's there's no denying that it sounds hot like she sounds sexy like I want to have
1: sex with the song yeah but I don't go to the radio for phone sex
2: but like I don't know I have a hard time I have a hard time separating I'm like, oh, it's not that bad dude you could totally j o to this I mean my my jeans are tight that means it's good, right <laughs>
1: Why is it called slumber party if it's about banging all night? Wow, Britney. RB-ish for her. It's a complete separation for what you think of Britney Spears for. It sounds like a it sounds like a Maxwell record. You know what I mean? Like one of those. Keith Sweat, maybe, but I'm like, what the hell is Britney Spears going down that road for?
2: Well,
1: Forget who I said this about last week, but, dude, give me a party record, right? Give Give me an upbeat Britney Spears dance in the club. Here's, you know, spilling drinks on the floor, trying to find the dance floor. That whole thing. Give me that out of Britney. Shea. Shea for you. Tina, she—I don't know—it's some check.
0: Party.
1: Lending her vocal talents to Britney Spears for Slumber Party. their first song of the day for New Tuesday, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino. Phantom, give me the vote.
2: It's a turd. Um, the beat wasn't the worst in the world, and I felt like maybe if somebody else did that song, it could have been better. But there was just something very—it uh, was, it was boring. Like there wasn't there wasn't any payoff to that song at all.
1: I would agree, and I feel like if you're gonna have a uh, a featuring. Don't throw me another woman singing just like you. Give me a, you know, give me a a, a B list rapper, right. With like a two line, right. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with the good stick, and then like we're good, right? And then uh, th- th- the song would have been a lot better. I would think I gotta vote major turd on that one. It's uh- a turd. That was a whiff. If you missed it, we gave you the lineup for Rock on the Range. You'll get that. You'll also have access to tickets before the end of the program. We'll play you the new Ronnie Dunn, Damn Drunk. Next on the Stansbury Show. New Turd Tuesday. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 1069. In the middle of New Turd Tuesday, brought to you by the Hard Rock Ceno. We played you the new Britney Spears slumber party. We both voted that a turd. Uh, if you missed it, we've given you the announcement that the Rock on the Range lineup has been announced. We just tweeted it out at Sansbury Show. It's also on our Facebook pages as well. See it at wrqk.com. But here's like the big news May 19th, 20th, and 21st, Columbus, Ohio, Fire Stadium. You're getting Metallica, Soundgarden, and Corn. Now, sound like your headliners of the days. That's amazing. Offspring, Volby, Primus, Bush, damn good. Chevelle, Papa Roach, Seether, Coheden, Cambria, damn good. Alterbridge, The Pretty Reckless Who Blows, Taking Back Sunday, Thrice, Amana Marth, which is a band I love. Gojira, a band I love. Dillinger, Escape Plan, pretty good. In Flames, damn good. Motionless and White, pretty good. Damn, dude, every time I die, the story so far, Attila, very good. Dude, this, I haven't been to Rock on the Range in a few years. I don't think it's been, I think it's been since, like, the second one. Second or third, maybe. But I've skipped it a few times since I'm like, I just don't care. Like, last year was, like, Red Hot Chili Peppers, and it's like, eh, they're great and all that, but I just don't care. But Soundgarden is something I want to see. I want to see that. Corn still pretty good. Seether, a damn good band. I want to see that. Chevelle is a band I've always liked. And again, like I said, Gojira and due to Marth. I mean, dude, so good. Both those bands are so damn good. Oh, yeah, I'm excited about that. Excited about that. We'll pass out a th- uh, pair of, actually, uh, three-day passes for Rock on the Range at the end of the program. Let's move forward with New Tour Tuesday. New Ronnie Dunn, this is Damn Drunk. I think Kix Brooks is being featured on this too.
2: Which what the hell, dude? You're Brooks and Dunn. That's who you guys have been your entire
1: life. Just do it. And
2: then and then you're Just gonna do it. you're going I'm gonna put out a solo record, right. b- but the first single out is going to be with my with, with, with Brooks. That well, uh, makes zero sense. You
1: know what part nah it, it actually makes a lot of sense. And I know something maybe that you do not about this. Kix Brooks does a nationally syndicated country radio show on one of our competitors kicking it with kicks, or something like that. I think it is what it's called. And so he put the guy on the record to make sure the song gets played. Right? I would have to imagine. Uh, yeah, but I would like
2: to think that, like, hey, dude, hey, we've, we've, we've made a 30-year career together, and you have a radio show, and I'm going to do a solo record. I'd like to think maybe, you know, he you plays his, his record regardless.
1: I don't know. Damn drunk, name of the record. These guys used to be great back in the day. Their greatest hits record is really good. The name like kicks how could you not be a country
2: music star or Ronnie your
0: put your doubts to bed tonight lay down and let me tell you
2: youre now was Brookson done? Was that like a Simon and Garfunkel situation where one of them was obviously more talented than the other one? The Hall and Oates situation where one of them was obviously like the star and the other one was just the idiot with the mustache?
1: Yeah, Ronnie Dunn was the voice of everything. And Kix Brooks was just back there with the (laughs) the Stratocaster pretending like it was plugged in. Don't
0: come around twice I guess what I'm saying This heart of mine ain't playing If you were this guitar Turn it to 11 if you were an angel I'd pray to go to heaven if they were well, me
1: near I mean I'd rather go to heaven anyway no matter who that that broad is
0: You're
1: damn drunk oh now I get it he's not damn drunk now but if she were whiskey
2: um definitely has that voice that it sounds like a throwback I mean it sounds yeah. like you're listening to classic country yeah that, you it,
1: know. no he's it, do Ronnie was blessed with that he really was like I know the guy my mom used to listen to Brooks and Dunn religiously in the house. Actually, that's where I kind of got my love of them. Uh, and like I said, I owned their greatest hits record back in the day, and I wouldn't tell any of my buddies. Like I, That was like one of those, yeah, it was hitting my CD collection behind all my metal records because I didn't want all my friends making fun of me because I like Brooks and Dunn. Uh, you're usually not a guilty pleasure kind of person. But- no, but now because I've grown up a little bit. But back in my in my earlier years, it was like, yeah, no, no, I can't have my friends think I'm not cool. I don't know. My mom put a CD in there. What do you want, dude? But uh, dude, their old song, "She Ain't the Cheatin' Kind" or whatever. That song was so good, dude. Yeah, Brooks and Dunn, good stuff.
0: Blue eyes, black-
1: It up to eleven. Damn right. None more black is the answer. None more. I'd break the gates
2: down. I'd break 'em all down.
1: New Ronnie Dunn, damn drunk. If you were on the other side of the world, I'd spin that thing right back around just to get to you,
2: girl. I love the way you always go and mess me up. If you
1: Has Kix been a part of it yet? Has he I think he I think he did maybe sing a little bit of that of the second verse. I don't totally know.
2: I see, and to to me that's a little bit like, well then why even do it? You know what I mean? Like why even To get the interest in it. I guess. To get the interest in it.
1: I, I uh, That was solely
2: it, right? You just put out a Brooks
1: and Dunn record and, and make more money, if that's if that's the thought. Yeah, but maybe Kix doesn't want to do it. I guess. And you know what? Dude, maybe Kix is like, you know what, dude? I'm not touring anymore. I got a cushy gig working for Cumulus Radio. I have all Ooh. the best country artists. Yeah, I know. Oh, exactly, God right? I'm dude. If your cushy gig is working for Cumulus. Good oy, luck. Oy. Good luck. But he's got a cushy gig. Because you know, dude, radio stations, much like anybody else, they'll treat a guy who was in the music business really well. Well, they'll treat traditional radio people yeah. who were good on the radio. They treat them like crap. And they take these artists who were awful on the radio and treat them like gold. What up, Nikki Six? How's that? That's exactly. I mean, dude, every company does this.
2: You this guitar, turn it to
1: He's going to turn it up.
2: Break it up,
1: rip it off. See that hip hop community? Ronnie Dunn's turning up. You're right, though. He does sound like a country artist.
2: Yeah, I don't know if there's any one thing you can point to and be like, this is what defines bro country, this is what it is, but Brooks and Dunn ain't that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what the difference is, but there is a difference.
1: There's a difference in the producing and in in the voices. I Again, I think if you took this song and you gave it to one of those bro country homos and made them sing it, and again, I love those guys, I'm just messing with them, and if you gave it to one of them, we'd be talking about how it sounds bro country. I think it's a vocal thing, I really do. I think Luke Bryan epitomizes bro country voice. It's new Ronnie Dunn, Damn Drunk, on New Tour Tuesday, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino. And again, we have those Rock on the Range tickets before the end of the program. We'll pass those out. Ronnie Dunn going to be playing Rock on the Range? I don't think so. Not this year. No Brooks and Dunn? No, that may be next year. Son of a bitch. Phantom, give me the vote there. Uh, It's a turd.
2: And the reason I'm going to go with the turd is uh, there was no mentions of Red Dirt Roads. There was no mentions of Pretty Little Toes on the Dashboard. There was no tan legs. There was no kicking the dust up. There was no getting the thing stuck. There was no dipper. Wait, dude, that's not even a country song, Stansberry. If you don't get the thing stuck, if you don't put a dipper in, it's a turd. Done.
1: (laughs) I'm hearing from Twitter is that Kix has health problems, which made him want to opt out of touring. Uh, so Ronnie kind of out there doing his own thing there. Thank you, Casey, for tweeting that in. We appreciate that. I'm going to vote not a turd.
0: Not a turd. I think, it
1: has one, I think it has what a lot of songs need to have to end up being a smash hit, which is it's got a chorus. You can't help it. It's got a chorus. You can learn the first time you hear it, and you're singing it by the second time it rolls around in the song. And I uh, and I think that those are very. That's a very simple plan to having a mass appeal record. Too bad he didn't put a dipper in. That's all I'm. All right, say. well, dude, I mean, <laughs> oh, there may, t- dude, there may be a may be an extended cut coming. <laughs> you may be getting your your done dipper. Might <laughs> might happen. Maybe we'll do. Maybe we'll reach out to Kix. He's in the radio business. Yeah, yeah we know people. <laughs> We do know people accumulate by the More way.
2: Come now, come on. Put it in now. Sansbury, get the thing stuck.
1: All right, get your rock on the range lineup and your tickets for the pro, for the show. Passing out a three a pair of 3-day passes for Rock on the Range. Next on the Sansbury show. Youngs and decide if well, it's a turd or not. New Turd Tuesday. Welcome back to the Sansbury show and Rock 106.9 and the well, at the end of New Turd Tuesday now, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino Northfield Park where you'll be able to catch Ralphie May, December the 3rd, Saturday. He'll also be on the program tomorrow, 9 o'clock, Ralphie will. We'll pass out some tickets for that. If you missed it, we made the announcement on Rock on the Range, May 19th, 20th, and 21st, down at Columbus, Ohio, Mapfire Stadium. Metallica, Soundgarden, Corn, Offspring, Volbeat, Primus, Bush, Chevelle, Papa Roach, Seether, and Cambria, Alter Bridge, The Pretty Reckless Who Sucks, Taking Back Sunday, Thrice, Amon Amarth, Pierce the Veil, Skillet, Sum 41, Gojira, Dillinger Escape Plan in Flames, Motionless and White, Beartooth, Star Said, Every Time I Die, The Story So Far, Attila, Rival Sons, Who's Really Good. Damn, dude. Damn. That sounds like a really good lineup. We have a pair of three-day passes. We'll pass those out. At the end of the program, we still have to get to the local artists. Got it. Got it. Need it is the name of the band. Nomadic. We'll do that here in a minute. We have a new song from the Congos, though. And if you don't remember the Congos, they are the come with me now band. Right. That was their big. Correct. That was like their big hit. Have they had another hit besides that one? No, I don't think they pushed
2: anything after that. I mean, it was probably two years ago that song was a was a big deal. And, and it was it was bi- that song huge. was everywhere. Yeah, I mean, it was a crossover hit. Like it went from you know alternative radio to all over the place.
1: Yeah, all over radio stations. So they have a new song now called "The World Would Run Better." Let's take a listen to that.
0: I thought it was alright uh,
2: already sense huh sense. Uh, I mean listen uh.
0: the world was spinning with the solutions in the palms of our hands and I made a list of all the things that I wish to command I think the ocean has too many ways there's gotta be a way to make it behave the world <gasps> of my god
2: happening right now. Not a very good
1: song. That's what's happening. No wonder they didn't push anything else for a while. No. Took
2: two years to come out with this. Because let's be honest about the last one.
1: You got hooked on the, oh, come with me now. Like, that was like the only part that you liked. Oh, yeah. And
2: I mean, it's the part that went into commercials. It's the yeah. part that they put like all over the hook. Way, come with me now. Yeah. And uh, dude, that was, you know, a very catchy song. And this, not so much.
1: Huge hook. But that song, I mean, not a lot of substance past that. And this one, yeah, not the best follow-up I've ever heard. I said, listen, we almost unique. We're one in a
0: billion. There's
2: some groups that can do talking during songs very well, mm-hmm. and there's some mm-hmm. groups that are awful at it, and it's different than rapping. Like I'm not just saying like oh if you're talking on a beat that you know, but it's it, it, there's bands that can do it, and Congos is not one of
0: those bands. Yeah, I,
1: I I always rally against Sam Hunt for him like breaking down and just talking in his records, and I and I hate it when he does it. I'm with you. I think there is a talent in that when you can do it, but this band I don't think has the ability to do it.
0: Possibly. I think the next step is to change all the seasons to spring. I said the ocean has too many ways. There's gotta be a way
1: to make it be. The world
0: would run
2: better if the was run our way.
1: It's new congos. World would run better. New ter- Tuesday brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino. It kind of sounds like Congo's heard once in a lifetime by
2: talking heads, and we're like, oh, you know what we should do? Just try to write a song like that. Yeah.
1: Cool. You know, how good was that band? Talking heads. How, er, how early was that band And Visionary And way before their time was the Were the Talking Heads
2: They, they were in that weird time In music where um, I feel like them Craft work And they were all just So ahead of their time Where like Don't get me wrong Those groups definitely You know Had success But just being so uh, Different before
1: Alternative music Was really right. a thing you We know? didn't have the right Name of it yet Right And those guys were on the, They were on the forefront of that The Talking Heads are so good This, this feels like filler to me. This doesn't feel like something you push to the radio station to try to get you a hit. This sounds like, oh yeah, we need 11 tracks, not 10. Yeah. There it is. There's the Congos. The world will run better. The best there part of that is. song is that it's over. Fans, don't give me the vote there.
2: It's a turd. Eh, not a very good song, dude. I don't think there's too much else to say other than that.
1: Yeah, I'm not, I'm not wild about it. That song was a <laughs> turd. It's a turd. We have a local artist here. Uh, they're called Got It, Got It, Need It. The name of the song is Nomadic, and we're going to take a listen to that right now. We had a huge hit on our hands last week for the local artist.
2: Who was that last week? Can I? I can't I'm, I'm looking.
1: You know what? I forgot their name. I'm looking it up right now because I know uh, uh, Fatal Method was there the name of that band. They, I know we put their video up online. This is got it, got it, need it. The song's Nomadic. like that sound that that guy's voice has. I love when bands sound like that. I love when when bands sound like that.
2: The whole band kind of sounds stripped down, and that's a good thing.
1: They remind me of a band that I love that never got any exposure ever, and you've probably never heard of them, but I love this band. They're so good, but they kind of remind me of Taddy Porter is what they remind me. I know everybody just went, who? Type it into whatever streaming service you use. Listen to Taddy Porter. You'll love it. They're damn good. (laughs) I like when bands sound southern like that without being country. I agree with you. got it need it's the name of the artist nomadic is the song. You, that sounds pretty good, man. Apparently, they just played Buzzband on Friday. A dedicated listener of ours said, I saw him Friday, couldn't make out a single word, but the band sounded so damn good. And a lot of times you're going to have that with a local band on stage. It's at the end of the track there.
2: That's the uh, it's the end of it.
1: All right, got it, got it, need it was the name of the uh the artist, the song nomadic there. Fantone, give me the vote.
2: Not! A turd! Uh, we always grade on a scale when it comes to the local artist, and I don't think that one necessarily needed to be on a scale. No. I think that one kind of held its own weight there as a good song. Um, I want to say, uh, maybe if you got a better producer, things would sound a little cleaner, but like I local. said during the song, right. uh, that's a part of the strength of
1: that song, of, right. its, of that band,
2: it seems, is that it sounds a little uncut, a little gritty. Plug in and play. Right, and, and there's something to be had there, so uh, hats off to you guys on that one. What's I'm going
1: to vote not a turd on that. Not a turd! And guys... In the group, if you're listening and you have a disc, you have an album, send it to me. I want to hear the rest of that, because I really, really, really like that song. And again, I kind of feel like you're, and again, most people don't know this band, but you kind of are taking a little bit of the sound of Taddy Porter, which is a band that I loved, and uh, anything that kind of has that sound to it, I'm totally in on. little Monster truckish as well, too, with the groove, the way that sound a little bit there. Those are two bands that I love. Man, get it, get it, need it. You're damn right, I do need it. I want the rest of that album. Send it to me if you guys have that. All right, that's the end of New Tour Tuesday, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino Northfield Park there. Again, uh, we'll have Ralphie May on the program tomorrow, 9 o'clock. He'll be at the Hard Rock uh, this coming Saturday. If you missed this, though, we made the announcement earlier this morning on Rock on the Range. On the show, it's monstrous. Uh, the, it looks like your headliners are going to be Metallica, Soundgarden, and Corn. The rest of it is huge as well. You're getting Chevelle and Seether, Gojira, Amana Marth, bunch of really, really good bands, motionless and white, bunch of really good bands. All the info for it can be found at wrqk.com or at my Twitter, which is at Sansbury Show. And we have a three, uh, we have a pair of passes for all three days. For Rock on the Range. We're going to pass those out right now. I want to make this a little bit fair because I know people are going to just hit the phones. Caller 30 at 1-800- 243-7625 1-800- 243-7625 1-800- 243-7625 We'll send you to Rock on the Range. Aside from that, we are done for the day. We'll be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6am on Rock 106. Now you guys have a fantastic afternoon. See ya!